Hey everyone, and welcome to the NovaCast, a Digimon rewatch experience. I'm Sloan. I'm Scrafty. And I'm Tom. And today we are covering episodes 7 through 9 of Digimon Adventure 02. We don't have any news as far as I'm aware, besides the fact that uh, sooner or later, maybe before this episode or maybe after, there will be a Last Evolution Kizuna, uh, our reactions and thoughts. So if you haven't checked that out, or maybe it'll be out soon, so you should give that a listen. But other than uh, we that, also got a little bit more info on Digimon Survive as well. Oh yeah, we I don't think they Jeez? officially announced anything yet, just that they're going to be making an announcement soon oh. because they had to they had to change a bunch of like the systems or something. So that game is most certainly not coming out until 2021. But got confirmation it's still alive at least. It's all that matters. It's, it's still alive. It has Digimon survived. So <laughs> we have we have Waka Waka. We have less just over two months until until um twenty twenty one, so that ain't no thing. It's fine. It's fine. We can uh, we can wait that yeah. long. So yeah. We can cool. wait that long. So episode seven then, uh Tom, do you wanna get us started off right away? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So uh, we'll we'll crack on and we'll rewatch. So episode seven, which is called in English Guardian Angel. And the Japanese title being Kari's uh, memories or memory. So this one uh, just picks up with them, uh, the Digimon O2 kids, you know, just kicking some ass and blowing up some control spires, or at least attempting to, in a more mechanical part of of the digital world. Uh, it's a domed city. Looks very sort of like, you know, like sort of bit, bit, a bit Midgar, a bit Simpsons in the Simpsons film. Sorry, a bit Springfield in the Simpsons film. It's got that kind of thing going on, and it's full of Gardramon who are. In the under the control of the Digimon Emperor via the, uh, the the Black Rings we've seen. So the Digimon kids are fighting them. However, they find themselves over overwhelmed and have to make their hasty retreats back into the real world through the uh, digital portal. But unfortunately, uh, before they can do so, before everyone can do so, um, the uh, television, uh, the digital portal is destroyed, leaving uh, Kari and Gatomon by themselves stuck inside the digital world with no obvious way of escape. So Davis and TK and Cody and Yole are trying to figure out what to do now, and they basically rally the troops. They rally um, basically Matt and Ty to help them uh, get back into the digital world, break back into the domed city and rescue Kari. So the episode spends a bit of time, you know, having spending time with Davis and TK's sort of dynamic, and Davis being jealous of TK's relationship, uh, existing, you know, relationship and friendship with Kari. It's also the reintroduction of Angemon into the series as Patamon gets to digivolve outside of the Dome City uh, with no control spire to stop her, her stop Patamon from being able to digivolve. So Angemon is seen for the first time. Davis kind of freaks out because of how ridiculous and <laughs> powerful he looks but they break into the city and then suddenly everyone has to start using their digi armor forms again in the meanwhile the digimon emperor notices them coming back and decides to send in his uh, his uh, best troop in the area to take down kari and, and anyone else which is andrew andromon who you may remember from all the way back in the original series uh, andromon under the power of the influence of the dark ring shows up to attack everyone however long story short he's basically broken free of the Dark Ring's influence by everyone just slowly but surely re- rekindling his memories of the Digidestined. Eventually he recognises them and pull and destroys the Dark Ring around his neck by himself, So, which is a nice moment. Then they're able to destroy the Control Spire, or Andromon just does it himself, and that is that for this episode. Um, oh, actually, 
with one final note, actually, uh, come to think of it, uh, this is also the first episode where we pair the new name for the O2 Kids Digivices, the D3, which stands for um, something. <laughs> I totally forgot already. D- digital Detect and Discover, which there we, go. we don't get explained what those settings are for. Izzy yeah. just says that, and I, I honestly looked up last night between two different wikis, like what the settings were, and there's nothing. It just yeah. says what they are. So they never elaborate as far as I can tell. It's for the kids. <laughs> yeah, so that just seemed like, oh, that's the branding, so... Yeah, he looks, he looks from right at the, the camera as it in-stores now. <laughs> yes, there is There is a... Uh, there were a number of moments in this episode where they... Uh, yeah, they, just, they have some uh, kind of sloppy... <laughs> Um, references to other things like Izzy, for example, the fact that oh, I have a friend Wallace who lives in the uh, Willis rather, who lives in the US That's right. maybe you'll meet him sometime wink, wink, nudge, nudge, <laughs> did one the movie out in cinemas uh, <laughs> you know, 2000, year 2000 anyway, uh, yeah, yeah it's, so. it's it's a bit of a bit of a uh, there's, some, there's some fun moments like that, but for the most part, uh, yeah, I think it's I, a I looked, solid episode. I looked up the release dates. That episode came out almost exactly a month before the movie came out. Oh, wow, okay. That's kind of, so you know what, actually, actually fairly impressive, I will say. Like, that they managed to yeah, drive so them. They were, they were going for, like, a, you know, like, look at the camera. Movies out soon, kids. Buy a, make sure you see it in theaters. Yes, it's a very... We also uh, got to see yeah. the reappearance of uh, Hiroaki Ashida who was not, like, chain-smoking and absolutely manic from lack of sleep for once. He was, he was oh, having a big that. old beer with dinner, though, so, like, he's, Oh, he's I didn't even notice. <laughs> they, yeah, he's definitely still got that chaotic energy. Oh, he does, but he, he wasn't, like, in his solid snake voice, like, Matt, we gotta get up! <laughs> yeah, he seemed like he'd, uh, he'd mellowed out a bit, although he's... I'm not, I'm not sure if... He, I, look... If this is Matt's choice, then that I respect that and all that. But I just get the feeling that he he insists on Matt wearing the pink apron when he does the <laughs> cooking because I just I just get that feeling. He doesn't look particularly thrilled about it. It doesn't seem like a very Matt choice, if I'm going to be honest. So, yeah, he's he's still he's still being his old uh, kooky self. Yeah. The, so the, there's a funny thing. I think this is this is a good time to bring up one of the the changes from the sub to the dub when Matt is about to head over to Davis's house to tell his family that he's not going to be home for dinner. In the in the dub, he, they make a joke about how he's, he forgot to hang up his call with Mamie. But yeah. in the sub, what yes. he's freaking out about instead is he said, oh, I forgot to cook dinner for my dad. Oh, well, I'll do it later. And he runs away. And okay, then he goes but... back. <laughs> That's and when he goes so... back but at I... the end of the but... night, his dad's sitting there and his dad just goes, I didn't have dinner. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky. So, like, pick up some so, meat. Come on, man. He has to, so he has to cook his dad dinner right then and there. Yeah. His dad no, that, does yeah, not know how to cook. He's still useless. That yeah. reminds me, as as far as I can tell, this is the first time that Mimi and Matt have canonically talked in the dub. Was that <laughs> phone call? They have, they did not talk in all of Adventure. I like that because it really it really ties into to um, you know my my personal theory um, of uh, Matt me. Um, you know, a very, uh, very popular ship. It's actually um, called Mimato. You, Mimato. You scrub. Thank you. You fake thank you. fan. I'd say it's it more. A real thing, it's like, more... I feel like they, I feel like yes, this is the only instance of them interacting, and it's actually not even like technically canon. So, and it's off screen. It's, off, it it's off screen. It's off screen <laughs> in the dub only. I'd and say it's not it, even a positive one. So it more, it more maps into your theory than ties into your theory, really. Okay. 
No. Oh. Well, I was just trying to Next bit. wind up slowly. That was really no. good. Um, I'm mad yeah, how good I... that was. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Um, yeah, Davis's, Davis's sister continues to be a menace as well. Uh, I didn't mention this in the recap, but yeah, she, she does sort of con Matt into agreeing to go on a date with her uh, in in uh, as a, as a basically she knows Matt's lying through his teeth about where Davis is, or she obviously doesn't know what Davis is doing exactly, but she knows that Matt's full of shit, so <laughs> she forces him to go on a date with her, and she needs to stop. She needs to be reined in, like she's out of control. Like I don't know. Like I'm I'm starting to see more of like the original bully version of this character because <laughs> she just seems like a menace. Yeah, yeah, she gets reservations at the most expensive restaurant in the area. Like, yeah, Davis was... really does owe him. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get on my my Daisuke soapbox again and, and talk about how um, the dub did him dirty once more because <laughs> okay the the personality change comes through so strong in this episode because in in the sub the reason why he goes back isn't because you know he wants to play the hero in front of a car. Well, that, that, that's part of it. Like he does he does obviously like her and wants to be with her, but part of why he goes is because he TK has a family that will miss him and Davis doesn't. Well, he straight up says that. What? When no, he, that's, when that's he gets too there, sad. When he gets there, um, he tells TK to go home and TK's like, well, I'm not gonna go, like, she's my friend too. And he goes, well, your family's gonna miss you. And, um, like, you're, if you're not home for dinner. And then he's like, well, what about your family, Daisuke? Aren't they gonna miss you? And he goes, no, my family doesn't care about me. And he just keeps going. <laughs> Holy cow! Like it's yeah, it's really just, dark. That's that's not that's not good. I don't I don't I hate that. To be honest, I don't think that's appropriate. <laughs> I'm sure that's appropriate. I don't know. That seems like a mood killer. Like because otherwise this is a you know this episode um it's not like completely breezy or whatever, but it's you know it's it's not like like episode nine for example. Clear, like, say it's more... saying, like if I was dead, they wouldn't miss me. Just like they won't notice if I'm not home for dinner. Right. Kind of that's still Even pretty. So that's. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe lie. it's more low key in context. Yeah, it's not like, I don't yeah, know, it's not like, yeah. like things stop or whatever. He just kind of brushes it off and goes, "Nah, they're not going to care if I'm home for dinner." No, fair enough. No, oh, okay. Well, I can sort of see that. Yeah, um, and earlier when when Cody is is uh, telling him to calm down, um, in the sub he actually snaps him for a second, which is the first time like he's kind of had the dub personality <laughs> where he, <laughs> he he just said, like, looks at Cody and just says, "Shut up, kid!" Like straight up. <laughs> And then yeah. Cody says very like calmly but politely, he says, you have no right to talk to me that way. And instantly he just goes, yeah, you're right, I'm sorry. Yeah, go Cody. <laughs> or Iori, sorry. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a good little Cody's moment. Good. Like, it, it's good for both of them because it shows that both, like, this is unusual for Daisuke. Like, usually he's very, um, you know, eager but, but, like, kind. And this is him, like, snapping under stress. And it's a good moment for Iori because it shows that even when you know talked back to, he's still very stern and and polite. Like he doesn't drop that politeness even when he's being insulted. Yeah, it's okay. yeah. I he's, actually he's, he's not kind of like this over. episode, even with the dub, because like we do sort of see like this improvement between like TK and Davis. Like as as sort of brief as it is, like between them like bonding over like the the, the double sided uh, coin and stuff. It's like okay, like. Davis sort of is trying, <laughs> keyword sort of, but yeah, like, I can like, appreciate it, that like they aren't. He isn't just at TK's throat constantly in this episode. To to be clear, yeah, like I don't, I don't, I don't begrudge the the diversion of this episode. I think it's still like a, a solid episode. I just like, yeah, I, I I do miss the little glimmers of of characterization that were originally present. 
To no, to I totally get it. And I think that's... I think this week in particular, uh, these episodes, it really kind of shines through, like, what Daisuke's character could have been like in the dub. Yeah, they kept and that. I, I like, um, there's the, the scene where they bond over the coin is good in both, uh, in both versions, because in the dub, like, TK jokes about how he used the same kind of coin to scam Matt out of his belongings. And in the sub, instead, he just, he recognizes the store, like, the joke store that he bought it from, and he said that he, he's been there before. And I go, oh, I didn't know that you, you know, you shop at that place, too. Aw. How, yeah. how stupid is Matt if he has gotten scammed that much from a, <laughs> from a, a, a two-sided tail coin? He said he got all of his baseball cards and his old guitar. Like, how much of a himbo is Matt that he's getting <laughs> that fooled constantly? He's got massive uh, himbo energy. Yeah. He was never. Sorry, me... I, don't, I don't think he was ever portrayed as being smart. Let's be. Let's be real. Yeah, sorry, I know, me... but that's 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 very intense. Let me let me actually let me, let me backtrack that. He he only fulfills two to the three himbo criteria. He he is not beefy. He is he is You're kind right. and stupid, but he's not beefy. So he's just a decent man. But he does. But he is strong because he and he he, he and Ty get down to brass tacks and punch each other quite a bit. Yeah, so... but that's. That's it's about the aesthetic though. It's not just about. Okay, fair. You're right. We get a very important uh, himbo himbo law here, <laughs> or, exactly. or whatever. I don't know. Um, himbo gatekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> we have to protect the sanctity. have to protect the sanctity. Otherwise, people will just start throwing around like they're throwing <laughs> thick. That's true. Okay. You know what? Fair I saw enough. people calling fair love enough. live characters thick. We can't. We got to stop. Oh this God, no. too far. I mean, I, if I see people talking about love life characters in any way, I, I'm just generally suspicious. So, you know, that's uh, enough, enough said about that. <laughs> if, if it, yeah, um, if uh, someone anyway. called love life character thick, that is, that is incredibly sus, and you should uh, vote them out. <laughs> should be imposter. Yeah, I, um, I thought the is, uh, Davis stuff was a bit more bearable. I think it's mostly just because he's paired with TK, who is incredibly pleasant to like watch in comparison. Um, and also, I completely yeah. understand now why TK, TK grows up and just immediately stop, immediately stops hanging out with the O2 kids and just and just go, go, go like joins back with the original squad. <laughs> like he <laughs> he wants nothing to do with them after dealing with Davis. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I um I really enjoyed um the scene where Angemon's introduced just because there's some good like you know visual comedy there with Davis's reactions that um his yeah. stupid face when he sees Angemon um and also with the whole idea of like you know then the, him and Vimon just plotting how they're gonna basically knock over the Guardian guarding the city and then Patamon's like. Oh wait, hang on. What's this shit? <laughs> Turns into big angel Superman <laughs> and just completely <laughs> big big times the two of them. It's like, yeah, okay, alright, Patamon, come on. <laughs> so that's a really, really funny like showy moment from from Patamon, which I really, really appreciated. Patamon wanted to flex on Davis for TK's sake. Exactly. Yeah. Well oh and and for Patamon's own sake, you know. I think, yeah. I think that's I think that's part of it. There's, there's, he acts like he's not like you know like he's not aware of how OP and cool Angemon is, but he's aware. Although I did like how Angemon just shows up and like throws his stick at the guard, and then that's the only thing he does in the entire <laughs> episode. Like as Angemon, he's <laughs> just the most pointless no display of power ever. Like, no, yeah, mm -hmm. no hand of fate. Nothing like yeah, that. that he, he does more moves as Pegasus. More. The, the sub adds a line where after he regresses back to Patamon, he says, "Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't keep it up." <laughs> so like, 
I guess he is yeah. referring to the fact that like even without the spire, like it takes too much energy. No, because the spire well, was like right in the in the the dome. So yeah, yeah. I think there's a. I feel like there's a plot hole here of them talking about like, oh, you can if you digivolve out here, then you can you know remain in that form. But that's not really how it works. And I think like the I feel like the dub acknowledges that by like pointing out like, oh, the control spire has really ruined my day. And if the, if the if the sub does what you're saying, it sounds like they just forgot that the control spire should just shut down digivolution regardless. Like. I don't know. That's that's kind of how I read that. I I, I know I'm getting into like, gee, I hope someone was fired for that blunder territory, but <laughs> I just thought it was something to 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 uh, acknowledge. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, I think it's 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 nice that we got Andromon back in this one. Though. I liked him a lot. Yeah, Andromon's, Andromon's so Andromon's great. great. I like how he just recognizes the goggles. It just says same item in like big capital letters. Yeah. Like he only recognizes things by like if they're the same or not. Next to the really compressed JPEG of, of Ty that was photoshopped <laughs> into the picture. Yeah, that was strange. They're like weird. Yeah, it's like weird like crayon drawing of the of the like original kids or or that I enjoyed that. It was, uh, yeah, I like that. It was the, it was too. a picture from the end of the of adventure, but like blown up a lot for some reason. Yeah, it just so, it, yeah, so very, it just looks even good. worse considering like two thousand <laughs> two thousand one. Well, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, there's that much difference, but yeah, it just looked auspicious, let's say. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I like that Andromon is the same character. Like, it's not just a Andromon; it's uh, the same Andromon, uh, which mm-hmm. I thought was yeah. nice to see. Yeah, I um, probably worth mentioning. I thought the resolution to this was really nice with Andromon actually, like, rather than just fighting Andromon and breaking his ring or whatever, like um, oh, phrasing. Um, <laughs> there's a um, there's there's a uh, edit, edit that out slow, sorry. Um, there's a like actual he has that there's like an emotional reason for them beating Andromon. Um, there's like you know he recognizes them through strength. It's kind of weird when they're just standing there and not really making any attempts to actually find him, especially when he picks up. Kari, but I, I, I don't know. I thought, I thought it made a difference from like the other episodes, which are very much just sort of like get in, wreck house, get out. Like that seems to be most of the action in, in the show mm-hmm. so far. Yeah. If I was Ty and a giant android was picking up my sister to like squeeze her guts out, I would not just be like standing there, to be honest. <laughs> like, I know, so. like, as a human, like, whatever he does to this like chrome digizoid, like, ultimate level Digimon isn't going to do anything. But, like, yeah. buddy, they just, they just you're going to go out. home to dinner tonight and be like, oh, sorry, Kari got <laughs> murked in the digital world. Yeah, you got Can I have her helping? Giant cyborg. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, a big metal monster squeezed the life out of her. <laughs> yeah, anyway, anyway, pass, pass the, pass the, uh, pass the potatoes. <laughs> uh, I, um, yeah, no, I, I agree. But I, I just feel like that's another, I felt like that was just one example of something I was thinking a lot while watching this episode, which I feel like the budget <laughs> maybe got dropped a bit for these episodes. Like, they, they just generally seemed a bit cheaper. I'm not sure if that's just me coming off the back of watching, like, L.E.K. or something, but I don't know, I just follow it. I think I like the they probably saved most of the budget for next episode, based based on how elaborate the next episode is compared to how, like, yeah, like you said, kind of static this one is. Yeah. What do you think? Because I was I've got some shit to say about next episode when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to the animation there, but uh, no, fair enough. Um, Sorry, I mean, yeah, they, 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 they saved it for specific scenes in next episode. 
I think between that and between uh, episode nine, like there was definitely a little bit more budget uh, put into those. Yeah, episode nine was was uh, was pretty good in that regard. But yeah, this one has a lot of static shots and and stuff. And yeah, I could see them just standing around doing nothing, being a result of just like, well, this will have no effect anyway. So let's just let's just have them not do anything rather than fighting back. I don't know. Like we're a few episodes into the series now. This is the point where you can afford to if people are still watching they're not going to turn off because of stuff like that in theory yeah i guess yeah yeah Yeah. i I do have to say though i find it kind of weird how like ty and matt like are making up excuses for their own family when it's like their parents like know they have digimon like ty can be like hey mom sorry there's an emergency in the digital world i need to go help out like even if he's like oh i need help out agumon instead of saying hey kari's trapped he could at least, like, I don't know, that just feels kind of weird to me. Like, I understand for, like, Davis and for, like, Yoli and Cody, but it just feels weird that Ty is like, oh, hey, Mom, gotta go stand on my head for Kari's science project. <laughs> yeah, I definitely feel like it's another example of this, uh, like, Zero Two's inconsistent world building, because we, we don't know how much the, the, the layman knows about, you know, this, this digital world and all the monsters that live in it. But we definitely know the parents do, so it just makes it extra weird. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I could see like some sort of case of like Ty not wanting to worry his parents or something like that. But that, yeah, a, if that's the kind of thing they're they're doing. I think they should explore that and be otherwise it's just kind of a waste. And B, Ty's older now, that just seems massively irresponsible. Like, it, it's not like if his parents didn't know about Digimon, then that would be a whole other headache. But they do, so he should tell them the truth, I guess. And in not doing so, he just kind of That's, seems irresponsible. Yeah. Like, I, I, it's not something I actually actively think about while watching the episode because it's like a throwaway line, but it's a bit, yeah. I think it's just another example of them not want, not wanting to commit, at least not yet, either way with, with regards to our Digimon a known quantity or not. Yeah, it's uh, kind, of, kind of awkward um, a bit. Yeah, um, it, is, it is quite irksome, honestly. Yeah. It, it makes me wish that they have like a planning document i guess to be like okay who knows and who doesn't know about this because it yeah. feels like digimon, digimon bible you know that, that those, those kinds of things do help yeah because later events in this exact season contradict the the, uh, the notion that no one knows about digimon like it's, it's oh they go all in by the end yeah yeah like they there, there's several plot points later on that not only like depend but like are inextricably bound to the notion that the world at large is aware of these creatures and their their parallel world so yeah. it is annoying yeah like what ty lying to his mom when he could just straight up say you know remember like two years ago when we saved a world yeah we gotta do that again sorry yeah just be like agumon yeah, exactly. uh, lost uh my goggles and uh he really wants to get him back but he needs my help yeah, so I don't, and... I don't. I I like to imagine that of all the kids, like Izzy probably told his parents because like they kind of got pretty involved. <laughs> yeah, like possible. they got heavily involved too. And Izzy seems yeah. like the type of kid that'd be like, "Hey, I need to go over to the school because a bunch of my friends are in the Digi World, and I need to like you know make sure they get out." And they're probably like, "Okay, yeah. like take some snacks. Here you go. Be safe. Here's a coat. Type of thing." <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, uh, the the only thing I could possibly think is that Ty would probably get chewed out for letting Kari like get trapped in the Digimon world or well yeah that's why like he that. that's but, why he says like oh Agumon's stuck in a tree or something that's right yeah I don't know anyway it's yeah it's such a minor thing but yeah I I I agree that that sort of thing would be nice but 
Um, hey, yeah, hey at least we got. At least we got more. You think about yeah. it. It's just uh, sort of least, like. Uh, at least we got more consistent world building in 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 LEK. So. <laughs> you know they got there, they got there in the end. It only took twenty yeah. years. Yeah, I yeah I thought this episode was quite good. Um, I, I do enjoy Izzy just snapping at the end. I thought that was really funny. Him just complaining about was... not being involved. I I don't know if that was in the original, but I I appreciated it all all, all the same. Yeah, in in the original, it's even funnier because the reason he's so upset isn't because he was left out, but because they left the computer on overnight, and he says <laughs> okay. he says if someone came and turned off the computer, you'd be stranded in there. Like you have no way home. So please, please be more responsible before I before mean, okay, you go turn is, it I off. thought he was like worried about like electricity costs or something. Like is he? Oh. Like it's not that bad. But yeah. okay, that's pretty valid. Yeah, he just straight up says like if I wasn't there, then someone might have turned off the computer. Then he would have been stuck there for for God knows how long. Like it was it was it was a good little moment. <laughs> That that would have been funny, but I I also kind of like him like <laughs> having sort of a like a diva moment about <laughs> about not being involved in the he's adventure. Like, which yeah, like I feel kind of bad for him. Like he's he's I, he's the way. guy in the chair, but he's also yeah. like a core part of the team. Like why wouldn't you just be like, hey Izzy, like we need we need help. Come on, get over here right away. Let's we're gonna is, is he, gonna go we're yeah. gonna go beat up Andromon. Nothing in this uh, nothing in this series happens without Izzy, <laughs> like whether yeah. it's adventure yeah, or two or Lek or even dry, I guess. It's it's yeah, he's he's a core component. So it was kind of funny. Is it is I think it's funny because I agreed with him, but I just thought it was funny that is it, it, it was a bit of an out of turn character moment for him um, in the in the dub version anyway. Yeah, no, I like that. And then, of course, you got the you got the name drops for for Willis, and you got them for the for the D freeze. So, some other types of world building, and some other, more profitable yeah, types I, of world building. The, you might the say. name drop for Willis, especially like knowing like how close this was to the movie's release, is kind of like eh. But I just do appreciate it because, like, once again, it's like oh, there are more like Digi Destined out there type of thing, like. Mm-hmm. Because, like, at that point, like, we ha- we didn't have any of the movies, so it's, like, it is, like, showing more, like, obviously we know, like, from season one, that's, like, oh, yes, like, people yeah. saw Digimon and stuff, but it's, it's just that look of, like, oh, hey, there are people besides us who know about Digimon, like, in a high capacity. Yeah. I mean, it, it's also worth noting that with the recent anniversary of the of the Digimon movie, because um, I, I believe it came out 20 years ago, Sometime this last week, um, when we're when we're recording this, at least uh, on the um, so on the sixth, yeah, on the sixth of of, Octo- of October. So this episode probably aired. This episode's also just had its twentieth anniversary, um, and and I suppose the next one will have as well. Um, and that is, yeah, that's uh, it's kind of a fun fun. It's kind of a fun coincidence that we're coming around to it now, I suppose, and and, and reviewing it in the show now, but. Yeah, not planned. We just wanted to do this off the cuff. It's not a. It's not a no, not, it was it was completely planned. Knowing, yeah. it, was, it was my master plan from the beginning. <laughs> yes, the the ultimate Digimon anniversary podcast. I don't know. Yeah, it's, no, it's nice to time uh, to have us <laughs> to do this thing amongst like the anniversary of that and the release of Last Evolution, <laughs> Kizuna. But of course, we've also got a lot more stuff to cover. So maybe by the time we get to Tamers, we'll uh, we'll have some Tamers new Tamers content to. To talk about which uh, you know please god Ooh. that will be that will be amazing <laughs> if we could do that so i i hope yeah japan, apparently tamers isn't super popular in japan so i yeah so i've heard i'm not yeah. i'm not hopeful but i would love that yeah yep yeah it's 
I hope so, but also Tamers is so good that it's like I'm kind of happy, like oh yeah, being don't a standalone yeah. thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 no fear. Tamers having a having a bad like bad. addition or like reboot. One fear. I mean, it's not the end of the <laughs> world because like the movies exist and they're not great. So oh. like there was there was a movie that takes place after technically the end of Tamers and kind of shoots the end of Tamers in the foot a bit. So it's it's it is what it is. But we'll get to that at some point. Um, I'm on about. I can't wait to back. get there yeah. then. Yeah. Well, well, but, uh, speaking of 20 years, there was a, a particular line that just made me age to dust of oh, yeah. Lee saying to Cody, sometimes you have the wisdom of an old man of 20, and that was really good, but also, Such like, yeah. <laughs> I felt so ancient when she said that. Yeah, that, that, was, that was, yeah, that was a lot. Yeah. I felt my bones creak. <laughs> I also enjoyed early in the recap, just uh, once again affirming her uh, all her love and desire for Mimi. <laughs> it was a very sort of just a performance, like from um, her voice actor. I can't, I don't know who. It is. Uh, just again, just going hard in like the um, the please be my GF <laughs> vibes. <laughs> so from you later, um, yeah, no, it was a good. Stephanie Kristen was her uh, her O2 actress who also did the voice of Biomon. Oh, yeah, that's something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Do we want to move on to the next one? There there was just one more thing that I wanted to point out that they they changed in the dub. Um, So at the end of the episode, Ken's, you know, in his his fortress glowering and uh, ranting about how his plans got foiled. In the dub, the conclusion he reaches is, is, it's the Digivice's fault. I need to do something about those Digivices. Whereas in the sub, instead, uh, after Wormon helpfully points it out, he realizes that his dark rings can't control ultimate or above. Ooh. Which becomes a plot yeah. point later on. Like, yeah. So, yeah. It's a bit weird that they changed that, especially since the, the what they changed it to has absolutely nothing to do with what the original line was. Hmm. Yeah. But, oh well. It was... Yeah, I, I yeah, feel like they just changed things because they see an opportunity to start a joke in or something like that, rather than, you know, whether or not that's a good idea or not. Yeah, it's... It's a weird change, and I'm not really sure why they made it, especially since it's like it's a change that, that will come into play very quickly. <laughs> so literally, yes, by the end of this podcast. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. That's, that's that's my piece on this episode. It's it's solid, but I don't have a lot to say about it overall. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it was good. Uh, and to be honest, I thought we were going to go straight into the like getting the next eggs, you know, because there's more the spoilers, there's more Digimon eggs to Digi eggs rather to find, so um, and, uh, it's kind of nice to have this episode which is a bit more like a, a little bit more character focused, let's say. So, Yeah, we are, we are getting to Digi eggs for a, for a little bit, so it yeah, is kind of nice yeah. to have like to not have to deal with the, the hunt for a new egg and the ooh new shiny form, even though I am excited for the new shiny forms. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're excited for two of them. <laughs> I'm excited for most of them. One of them, one of them mostly, but <laughs> yeah. Should we move on to episode eight then? Go Let's ahead. move on to episode eight. The moment we've all been waiting for. This yeah, this is this is it. This is the moment that people talk about the most in the entire series, and it's not even a plot important moment. <laughs> I've I've tweeted this the one particular line at least like ten times in the past few weeks because I just it's so good. Yes. It's it's a, it's it's a fun one. All right, mind if I take it away then? Take it away. All right, so 
This episode opens with Davis meeting with a soccer team and finding out that the next match they're going to play is against the champions uh, who won the tournament the previous year, uh, which just so happened to be the same team as uh, Mr. Ken Ichijoji. Uh, the David and the squad look up uh, some stuff about Ken online and find out that he scored a ludicrous 45 goals in one game, which is absolutely preposterous considering <laughs> soccer games usually end up with a score of like less than five. But yeah, this is like there's a bit of a divergence between the the seven dev where Davis is very like braggadocious. He's like, oh, you know, I'm gonna beat him. It's not gonna be any problem. Whereas Daisuke is like, I'm probably gonna lose, but it'll still be fun to play with someone that good. I'm hoping I can learn something from him. Aww. And Yola starts fangirling over Ken, which is uh, some, some dark precedent we're setting for uh, Sloan's <laughs> favorite part of the series later on. Yes. For, for what? <laughs> Wait. Okay, and go on. I don't even know what you're talking about, so just go the on. Epilogue. The epilogue. The ep- oh, the epilogue. That's right. Okay. Look, I it's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, keep going. Uh, my apologies for goldfish cracker memory. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> The, yeah, so the, the the big day comes. All of Davis's friends are are uh, showed up showing up to watch his game because they want to see Ken play. Unfortunately for Yoli, Ken hasn't showed up yet. He's off doing celebrity things. So they play the first half of the game without him, and Davis manages to score the only goal of the game so far, which is actually pretty realistic for soccer. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Going, absolutely. going an entire going a, a half with only one goal is, is pretty pretty standard, but it establishes he's like you know the, the best player on the field. So he gets a bit of a confidence boost from that, and he's uh, looking forward to winning the game. But then Ken shows up during halftime, and that's when things go south because he starts demolishing Davis, scoring nine goals in a row in a row. And uh, Davis's friends try to encourage him with uh, various words of, uh, you know, don't don't worry, it's okay if you lose to him, he's just better than you. Which prompts the immortal line from Ken. <laughs> nice friends you got there, Davis. <laughs> and he kind of wipes the floor with him for the rest of the match. But at the, during the very last play, Davis manages to get a good sliding tackle on him that uh, prevents him from getting his 10th goal. And becomes kind of like, the, you know, a, a hero for that, even though they didn't win. Just just getting a, a successful play on him is, is considered impressive. This is where the sub and dub converge again, because in the dub, Davis kind of goes and is like, he's a bit like haughty about his, you know, his achievement, and uh, Ken is being very dismissive of it. Whereas in the sub, he immediately apologizes profusely to him and says that he was looking forward to playing with him so much and that he looks up to him. And Ken responds... Well, you know what? You you did a great job as well. That was a really impressive move you did. No one's ever managed to stop that play before. And they kind of like, you know, they, they shake hands and, and part ways. And in the sub, he says, I'll remember your name, Davis Modomia, or Desuke Modomia. And then in the dub, he just says, you're a worthy adversary. And in both versions, like, you know, there's some, you know, overtones of respect to that conversation, regardless of the exact wording of it. So they kind of go their go their separate ways, and the following day, Cody realizes that there's a new control spire in the digital world, so they all hustle there, but uh, upon arriving, everyone except for Davis uh, sinks into the sand of the desert. The Emperor appears, which we all, obviously we know is Ken, and calls Davis over, and he reveals that he has his friends uh, held hostage and dangling from a bridge by ropes. He then summons this huge chimera dragon called Deltamon, which uh, has three heads and uh, is threatening to munch on his friends if he doesn't basically like you know beg for mercy on his hands and knees from him 
and you get the impression, uh, which is later confirmed, that, that this is all his petty revenge for, for being outplayed once in soccer, <laughs> which is a great moment of characterization. So after Davis, like, you know, swallows his pride and, and does, you know, beg him on his hands and knees for revenge, he still isn't relenting. But at the last second before the Deltamon's about to munch on his uh, his buddies, they reveal that they were fine the entire time. They were just, just like, you know, stuck far back or something. It doesn't really make clear where they, where they were, what they were, what they were doing. And the friends dangling from the bridge were actually Bakemon in disguise. So Davis is pretty pissed about this, and he tackles Ken right off of the hill he was standing on, and they have a little bit of a, uh, a tussle, at which point Davis realizes that uh, the Emperor has the same wounded leg that uh, Ken had because of his slide tackle earlier, which causes him to reveal, yes, in fact, it is Ken, and declare that Davis is his worthy adversary and that they're going to be meeting more in the future. And uh, the, the control spire is finally destroyed, so all of the Bakumon and Deltamon are free. So Ken flies off on an Airdramon and uh, leaving Davis to be crushed by the realization that his, his idol and worthy adversary is actually their, their sworn enemy. So lots that happens in this episode. Um, sorry if that <laughs> recap was a bit rambling because I wanted to make sure I touched on all of the important stuff. No, it's it's a it's a big episode. So you, the first it half, did great. Yeah, the first half of this episode being entirely, pretty much entirely devoted to a football match or a soccer match. What? <laughs> I, I did not. I, okay, one. I didn't remember that. I knew there was. I knew there was this scene, obviously, because of the famous, the famous line from Ken and all that. But I didn't realize it dominated like oh, solid. Yeah, you know, it's only ten minutes in the grand scheme of things because that's how you know the show is twenty minutes long per episode, more or less. But, like, this just felt like the Quidditch match chapter of, like, Digimon, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> like, it just felt like, I don't know what, okay, fine. Like, I don't know, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed having Ken meet them in real life. I, and I, I'm kind of disappointed, actually, that he didn't get to spend more time, like, sort of, you know him sort of being in that position of advantage by like they he knows who they are and where what they do and where they are in real life but they don't even know you know they don't have a clue about him him just entirely revealing himself at the end of the episode was just like okay right you're not exactly a a master of you know you're exactly a tactical genius are you then Um, he 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 likes he likes theatrics yeah Yeah. i guess i guess he does yeah so there's that And yeah, I feel like it's it's a bit of a disappointment, especially considering that the next like almost fourteen episodes are are very episodic, leading up to the you know the the multi part arc that concludes this uh, this first saga. Yeah, they could have stretched it out a bit more, but at the same time, this means we get to see more evil Ken, and I I love evil Ken a lot. <laughs> he's my favorite character in the show. He's so, so obviously really he's so obviously evil, and you see this a bit more in the next episode as well, but he's so obviously evil, I just don't understand why he has all these fawning, you know, I was going to say fangirls, but it's just pretty much everyone. Like, everyone is just like, you know, losing their shit about about Ken, and he's just He's there, mysterious, like, and he's all love like, mysterious men. That he's is, just is, man, man uh, Like, he's not like a... I don't know. It just—it's just hilarious to me. I will say that is very much an invention of the dub. In the sub, he's—he's he's very polite and demure, and that's kind of his entire character. So a lot of his more right. evil stuff is, you know, the dub having fun with uh, making Derek Stephen Prince say hammy lines. Oh, and it's really good. Him, like when he arrives and he sees the Justin, and he's just glaring at them, just standing there menacingly. 
and they're just like, oh, wow, he's looking right at us. But he's just, like, glaring and just, like, grimacing at them is really good. I really enjoy that. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I like that. Also, as part of that scene, I really enjoyed Cody just constantly offering to pinch <laughs> Yoli. <laughs> um, which is, you know, which, another, which... another great running joke in the dub. In, in the sub, in, every time he talks about pinching, he just says Miyako-san in a very, like, disappointed tone. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. I, I guess I have to put... I have to bring something up about this episode, which I noticed. I noticed at the very beginning, which I thought was interesting. And and again, speaking about omens of things to come, I think this is probably the first sign of it. I noticed that all the episodes so far have been written by Jeff Newmore and Bob Bucotts, but this also has the credit of all lowercase Charlotte also writing this episode. Yep, this um, is. Yeah, I was this, curious. This episode oh. was was co-written by Charlotte Fullerton, who is a pretty prolific animation yes. writer based on the the research I did on her. Yeah, I. I I just looked to I looked her up because I was curious because I, I I found it and it just redirects to a Wikipedia page like lo, in, very interesting um obviously this is early early days for her in her career but then see like some of the stuff she worked on like Ben Ben and My Little Pony and Belly Pony stuff like that you know was married to Dwayne McDuffie like that's a pretty uh Dwayne McDuffie being like a comic writer and creator of Static Shock and stuff like that um mm-hmm. it's quite uh-huh. a yeah, quite an interesting, uh, an auspicious start for for her, I suppose. And yeah, and you know what? I I think that she she might be a pretty good writer because this episode was my favorite episode of Zero Two so far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Same. But it's it's the most character focused as well, which helps. Like the Digimon yeah. action is yeah. very limited for the most part, and when they do get in the Digimon world, it's more of a game of like, you know, it's 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 just Ken and Davis, just sort of. You know, there's there's dynamics going on there between the two characters rather than just like throwing Digimon at one another, which which yeah, it's it's a much have a much bigger work with, which I think is should never be discounted, of course. And, and absolutely, yeah. Like even yeah. even if you know his his plan ultimately fails, the fact that Ken went so far to slight Davis after you know such a minor infraction is, is it says so much about both of their characters, like both that you know Ken is extremely you know impetuant and petty but also that you know despite his even especially in the dub his uh you know strong-headedness and whatever he's you know willing to literally do anything for his friends including beg on his hands and knees to you know save their life yeah Yeah, like i I think that was like a a really great moment even for davis where like he's not like oh save kari he's like i can't pick any of my friends like i don't know who to pick like that's like a really good moment where you can see like that sub characterization shine through, and it made me like really appreciate Davis because of how willing he is to to help his friends. Where he's like he doesn't even question like getting on his like hands and knees and begging for uh, them to be saved. Like he's even like, hey, yeah. like Vimon, like no, restrain me. Like if this can save our friend, like that's a really good like yeah, how especially- we see his character. In the sub, it's it's not restrain him; it's grind his head into the dirt. I was thinking it had to be something like that because that is not a way to restrain people, really. And that's yeah, much like he, more terrifying. Yeah, like he he says, grind his head into the dirt, and then Vivon says, Daisuke, and then Daisuke just says, says, do what he's do as he says, and then he's just like he says, oh, going aside, Daisuke, and does it. It's, it's such a good little moment. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah, Ty, uh, t- sorry, Ty. Davis is willing to be like humiliated. I feel, or just generally, I, I think he does um, 
the true spirit of that character is that he's a huge dork and uh, kind of embraces it. Like I feel, I feel like that's the true spirit of of Davis, and that makes the double interpretation kind of a shame because you know he's he's much more neurotic and and sort of whingy. I think he's he's yeah, yeah like the word we keep returning for his uh, to a, to for his dub version is bratty, and I think that's a shame yeah. because he is a lot of things in the sub, but he's not bratty. Like he's you know he he's you know. He, hot-headed and impulsive and uh, doesn't really think before he acts a lot of the time but he is absolutely not a brat and i i right. do kind of miss that mm. yeah yeah it's a shame but but this episode isn't uh you know butchered or whatever it's 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 well it seems like it's authentic for the most part and regardless it's uh yeah it's a good it's a good moment for him and and you know on top of that it has him just <laughs> just run up to kelling like procedures just basically start kicking his ass like i just I, love I, that I, moment of him just, oh, i adored yeah. the part where he, he tackles ken off of the hill and then wormon just kind of looks over just yeah, i'll go at the hill <laughs> it's, it's it's really good yeah it's a good it's a good moment absolutely and um it's it's kind of funny because ken's made out to be this like you know top true athlete physical specimen whatever like when he's playing soccer and that and in this where he just gets tackled by Davis and just barely fights back. Like he basically just relies entirely on the. He's like, that's a more quick. <laughs> he just he just <laughs> yeah, comes across it's, like, it's kind of like a useless. <laughs> I guess the, the way the way I see it is it, it's like when you're playing Smash Bros. If you know what you're doing and you're playing someone who's just a complete nut and just does random things, like you're you might lose to them because you can't predict what they're gonna do. <laughs> Yeah, true. The wild card. And the fact that Ken, like, no-sells the tackle. Like, he's just, like, sitting there, like, lying down. Like, as they're, like, going down the hill, he's just smizing again. And he, like, just doesn't care that he's being, like, dragged down a hill. And it's so good. (laughs) There's something about, like, the image of him just, like, with the, like, the little smirk on his face. As (laughs) Davis is super into it and Ken just does not care. There there was one little bit of uh, of foreshadowing. Not really foreshadowing, but, like, a fun detail that... The, the dub unfortunately excludes and it's during the soccer game right before the, they make their last play uh ken looks to his team and says uh go into formation d and then they like you know they, they form like a defensive wall so that he can try to take it to the end the end zone or the goal or whatever i don't know sports um <laughs> and the goal um, and then when when he's controlling the bakemon in in the digital world uh, he says formation D, and they like fly in a certain pattern, and that's what makes TK go. Wait a second, I've heard that before, haven't I? Yeah, TK sorted like does that like unwitting um, type of thing where he says in the soccer game is like, oh, he leads his team like a general leads his army, and then I, I was like, did he say that about Ken before? Because I could have sworn I heard it, but then like ten minutes later, he says that about the Bakuman. I'm like, that's that's where he says that. I'm like, how would you not realize, buddy? Like, come on. <laughs> Yeah, but it doesn't matter because Ken then immediately just yeah, you know, like, it's just like, hey guys, definitely... look, it's me. <laughs> Which I it was me, Austin. It was me all along. <laughs> it's me, Daisuke. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, son of a. <laughs> and that's when he gets tackled <laughs> off the hill. Even my immediate Digimon didn't buy it. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh god! Why do we keep returning to Vince McMahon every every season? It was the nineties. <laughs> this was the nineties. You know, there's it works really every, well. I think just there's, there's, every ten episodes. Every ten episodes, we just return to the well of McMahon again. 
both both the dub of Digimon Adventure and the WWE are both ran by despicable men, yet provide a really extremely good entertainment nonetheless. So, you know, it's just <laughs> you know what? fair enough. It is what it is. But yeah, I, 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 yes, much appreciate this episode. Definitely, I think my favorite so far. I really liked the yeah. fake, you know, that whole gambit and and then and then coming out of nowhere. That was that was fun. Doctormon's badass. I, I liked him Doctormon so much. Doctormon is so cool. Yeah, he's literally just High Dragon, now that I think about it, but, like, <laughs> you know, actually cooler. He's like the Digimon version, like, the Digimon design principle and the Pokemon design principle is, like, just applied to the same concept, essentially. You know, three-headed dragon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or well, well, one-headed dragon, and then it has heads at the end of his arms. I don't know. Very specific, but I, I'm, I'm a big fan. Um, I'm less of a big fan of of a couple of moments in this, um, mainly around the Bakamon. I think their animations, where they just... Well, Maybe animation is not the word where they turn from like the fake version of like Yule and Cody and so on into the Bakamon again. Um, I need to go oh, through that so and look for, some, look for some frames because I bet there's some good like frames, <laughs> uh, like between frames of, of those. Yeah. And also, I, re- I really hate Bakamon's big veiny arms. <laughs> yeah. So, I love like, those. They just start swinging. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know. I just thought there was something like phallic about them, to be something... honest. I, ju- I just really didn't like them at all. <laughs> there's, just something, like, oh, yeah, there's just something that's... abjectly hilarious about like you see this ghost monster and you're, you 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 show this ghost monster to someone and you go what what how does this thing attack? They're probably gonna say, oh you know it possesses you or it puts a curse on you. <laughs> no, it just it just spawns a, a blue veiny hand and starts going just... down on you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like it just uh... takes me back to in the first arc of, of uh season one when Joe and Sora were were in the the Bakemon uh manor and they all merged together into one big Bakemon that had blue hands, and that was the only difference. Yeah, and they just had, and it just had giant fists to punch their Digimon with. Yeah, <laughs> I love Bakemon. It's, it's so ridiculous, but the idea of it just having like giant stretchy arms to punch with is really good. <laughs> it's the, the ghost of uh, grievances past. <laughs> I actually um have a question about the sub with Ty. Because he's kind of like a bummer during the soccer game. Like, he kind of, like, dunks on Davis a lot. Oh, no, it's, it's the exact opposite in the okay. sub. Okay. I was actually kind of curious about that. Because he, he's, he's kind of, like, mean, almost. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> do you remember in, in the, 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 the opening uh, part of the episode where, where Davis does, like, he, he's practicing his um, his slide tackles, and Ty says, you ever walk before, or do you, you don't walk much, do you, or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Whereas in the sub, he just says, that was that was the good move, Daisuke. That's why Daisuke blushes. It's not because he's embarrassed. It's because he's, like, you know, he's bashful. Aww. And then later on, during the soccer game, he, he's vocally encouraging him. He's like, you can do it, Daisuke. Just focus on, um, you know, focus on defending. But then he thinks to himself, like, Ken's on another level for him. Like, he can't possibly beat him. He never vocalizes that. I appreciate, because he's kind of, like, sarcastic and, like, a downer on him in this episode. And it's like, this is his mentor and, like, Ty's a pretty, like, happy-go-lucky, like, easy-going guy, but that just feels kind of out of character for Ty to, like, be rude like that, as long, like, not to, when he's fighting Matt, but... Yeah. I don't know, I think, I think, I think, I think Ty recognizes just how much of, like, a sort of, like, a complete, complete loser Davis is, um, at least, at least in the sub, uh, like, at least in the sub. How much of a and, wiener this uh, child is? Yeah, and he's just—he's very like just happy to just sort of like just be his like shitty big brother, I guess. Yeah, there's, especially given there's, the way there's, how much. There's a part in The Simpsons where where Homer calls Millhouse a damn wiener child, and 
<laughs> I I think about that line in regards to like Dub Davis a lot. <laughs> Ty just saying, "Stand up for yourself, Poindexter." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a good comparison. Also, I need I need to bring up one other line because I swear I I've heard this like multiple times since then. I didn't realize like maybe it, it probably didn't come from Digimon Adventure Two, but I hear it so much and then like hear it here. I'm like, oh wow, is when uh, Yoli says, "Hey Cody, watch it." I didn't say I wanted to kiss him. I just want to marry him. It's just so <laughs> like funny for some reason. And I swear I hear like yeah. that sentiment and like that line so much sometimes. It, it, it and it's really... like, oh yeah. It really makes me and wonder I, if, yeah. if they were working with knowledge of the epilogue or not. Like, uh, how far ahead oh. do they know? <laughs> like, that's, do they... That's a, that is a good question. They Dude, were like, like a few months. They were like a few months behind the like Japanese airings. Although I don't know if there was like hiatuses that maybe close close no, the gap it, it a was, bit. But it was pretty cons- like they, they aired seasons one through four without breaks in Japan. So like from about, okay. from adventure all the way up to frontier with zero time off in between. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, and I wonder why this show got like <laughs> why it kind of lost all momentum after a point. Why the series lost all momentum. Yoli after a point. is the thirstiest human in existence. Honestly. Yeah, her line. She has that line about about something about reprogramming her brain or whatever. That I'm, I can't remember if it's her, this episode yeah, her or computer next. You can reprogram yeah, and... computer any day, which is like that's yeah. a, about as close to an innuendo as you can get in this show. That's just oh, they wrong. they get much closer later on. Yeah, oh right, yeah, I forgot. I know, I know the scene you're talking about, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what that is, but don't don't spoil it for me. I'll, I'll, we, I'll look oh, forward it's to it's incredibly good, and it's, it's going to knock the wind out of you. Okay, well, not I'll as much as that. last week, but it'll certainly knock the wind out of you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, uh, yeah. Okay, I'll believe myself, and uh, I'm sure I'll notice it. <laughs> but feel free to point it out when it happens, anyway. Okay, I want to mention the fact that okay, so. Yes, obviously, there's the line in this episode. There's the nice friend you got there, Davis. Line, <laughs> which I it always surprises me with how that's how that's delivered. Because I'm always yeah, expecting yeah. it to be a bit more like nice friend you got there, Davis, or something like that. <laughs> but it's so understated, which I think is why it's so endearing. But Derek, like, Derek Stephen Prince deserves like an award for that line. Like it's such a perfect snide delivery. Like, it, yeah, I, I don't I feel even know if it's. <laughs> I'm 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 honestly conflicted on whether I think it's a good line reading or not because I just think it's so odd. I think it's so it's it's like off in a way that works, but like feels <laughs> unintentional. I don't know. There's something there's something about it, like the the meme na- the meme nature of that line and and like what it's become is I feel like so evident to that sort of thing. You know, of of it not being there were a million intentional corny jokes and cor- and like over the top line readings in this show and this one isn't just not that it's very much in like you know the only other thing that i can think of from the adventure canon which sort of compares to this i, I bet is like the kiwi one laugh and <laughs> this is just entirely different this, yeah this is entirely different to that <laughs> yeah it's it's God, that, that that still cracks me up. Uh, but the yeah, the, this line is is great. I I laughed when it showed up in the. But then I almost I didn't even get a minute to stop laughing because literally the next thing that happens is Ken just pulls the nothing personal kid and just like just slides <laughs> in the frame past past Davis. Like it, it's like watching the berserk CG anime or whatever. He just goes whoop. Like yeah, he motion like blurs they just, they past just Davis. Yeah, they just grabbed him in Photoshop and just dragged him across the screen. Like, there is no, like, 
what the hell? What was the budget for this episode? Like, I don't know what you mean, Scrafty, when you talk about the budget for this episode, because that whole that whole soccer game was just was just stills. Like there was there was like one mildly impressive part where like they had the animated Ken doing a pretty good like you know dribble maneuver past past Davis, and, and that was it. The rest of it was just stills. Like, I see. I think what? in the second half of the episode, like the amount of characters that they have on screen at once in new poses, like you know, they they can't use the same model sheets when they're tied up as as they could usually. Uh, plus, you know, Delta One's there. Plus the you know numerous Bakemon. Plus the you know cliff or the the hill fight and whatever. Like it feels like there is a little bit more money in this episode because of all the new designs and, and drawings they have to do I, compared to most episodes. I didn't feel I didn't feel that though. Like it didn't feel like impressive or like you know difficult like i you saying it now yes i understand perfectly what happened there and you know why that might have an effect but the the episode just overall ended up feeling like really cheap because of the soccer scenes like if they were saving money then i don't know that it paid off (laughs) they might as well have just like (laughs) rewritten the last scenes to like not have so many goddamn back him on or like had a few characters left behind or something <laughs> like that like i don't know it just didn't it just felt cheap cheap as hell to me um yeah fair, you know fair enough i i, I don't think it was, a, it was like an impressive looking episode but i think overall yeah. it gels with what they were trying to do really well yeah i mean it's not yeah it's not a deal breaker because ultimately it, you know that it ultimately it's fine i think the music helps buoy it a bit because you know hey <laughs> let's kick it off is a, is a you know there's obviously a gag using that song for the for the soccer match and that's funny and you know that's a, always a fun song to her as well so it works but it's yeah. just yeah i was just watching like man man this is this is something it's yeah it's it's <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah it's not the best but i don't think the series has ever been the best like i think you can, you can probably point to like in six that. episodes across both seasons that are actually like impressive looking <laughs> not just like yeah decent. Yeah, this show actually looking nice is a fairly recent development, I would say. <laughs> like between Adventure Twenty Twenty and and uh, Lek, and yeah, even you know, even Try looked a bit dodgy in spots. So and that's actually what it reminded me of. Is there's so many shots in Try where there's like stills, especially when you get to like part three, and just and it's like stills of showing stuff like the you know scenes at the school and stuff like that. And I just rem- this just reminded me a lot of that. Because it just felt like a similar energy of like, okay, there's no Digimon in this scene. Let's just let's just keep it cheap so we can focus on the Digimon parts. <laughs> yeah, so it's almost like tries tries a more extreme version of version of this. Yeah, like tries just especially embarrassing because like you got a, a movie budget, like you have no excuse for for how bad this. <laughs> yeah, looks. and they and they <laughs> and they stretched it way too far. So like, yeah, they. Yeah. I think you legit could cut try down to three movies and it would lose absolutely nothing. It would probably get better actually. <laughs> You could make try, you could you could sort of make try into one film and put all your effort into it and oh wait they did that it's called Last Evolution because you know, okay <laughs> fine uh, yeah not exactly the same by the way before anyone asks me or whatever um, I yeah but overall I like this episode and I thought the soccer scenes were funny enough um, but um, yeah I just wanted to mention those things yeah I think that's fair yeah. I mean, like, if, if if animation was a deal-breaker, we would have uh, dropped this, like, by the third time we saw the same, like, uh, like same reused animations of uh, Meteor Wing and uh, <laughs> Howling Blaster. 
yeah, we that... did. We, we have acknowledged that, but yes, yes. The one that sticks out most to me is um, in in season one when they during the Odaiba arc when uh, Metal Gremlins fighting Skull Marimon on the on Tokyo Tower, and it uses Giga Blaster. But when it flies into the sky, the sky suddenly turns the multicolored like pastel that it is in the digital world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think you meant, I think I remember you mentioning that at the time, which I just yeah. I didn't catch. To be fair, I thought it just totally worked because I didn't notice it. But I'm, <laughs> you know, very 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 unobservant apparently. So my opinion is not to be trusted there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they, they I know they do this. I just thought the soccer game was like particularly. It was like I think it was because they did so much. Obviously, it's not the same problem but yeah they just did it a lot so it was hard to avoid noticing um i want to mention my probably one of my favorite dub jokes so far because it just cracked me up so much um it's not even that good it just it just tickled my funny bone in like the precise right sort of way was when they're waiting when they're in the stands and i think it's like yole and 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 ty and kari i think are talking or something like that and one of them says like um, Ken, Ken is Ken is Ken here? Uh, it's like Ken's here, and it's like, um, and Yoli's like, is he? Is he? And Ty says something like, is he? No, we're waiting for Ken. <laughs> like, I, I it's, oh. it's a joke like that. that I've probably just butchered, but I, I, I really love that. Like, that's a dub. That's a you couldn't have that in the original, and and I just loved it. It's so corny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's why we love the dub. Yeah, because sometimes there's these little things that are just really good, and they're silly, and they're kind of <laughs> stupid, but I love them. Any we love them anyways. I I yeah. do want to say though, I appreciate like how Davis isn't the, the best or like the best friend. It seems like I think we can all agree with that. But how like supportive everyone is, aside from Ty, like. I, I actually really appreciated that. Like, they're all willing to be the bigger person. Like, especially TK, considering Davis has been just horrible to him. And TK's <laughs> yeah, still like, exactly. you, can, you can do it, buddy. And I'm just like, that's, I actually kind of appreciate that. Like, they are, like, being nice to him. Even yes. though, A, Davis isn't over his head. And B, Davis is a brat. Yeah. He's, yeah. That, Davis owes TK an apology. Like, let's, let's be real. So. Yeah. Oh, he, most certainly. He's, he's, He's a cool kid. There, there was a good line that I liked in the in the sub where uh, when they're walking home, like Daisuke's really jazzed that someone like Ken uh, remembers his name, and he's 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 like fantasizing. He's like, maybe we'll both get chosen for Japan's national soccer team together. And Ty says, well, in order to do that, you'll have to win a lot, and I think you might have to find a better team first because you're the only one who scored a goal. So, like, it's the exact opposite of what he says in the dub, where in the dub he's like, ha, you suck, and the sub he's like, you're the only good player on your team. <laughs> Jeez. One of, those, one of those is a lot more, like, real talk than the other, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I feel like, I feel like, in yeah. the, I feel like in the dub he's just ruining him, like, you know, as, as, like, you know, an older brother sort of figure would do, whereas I think that one in the sub's kind of like, yeah, but... Uh, you know, you've got some, you've got some shit to work out first. <laughs> like I don't know, but yeah, um, I will, I will defend Ty's treatment in here because I, I just think it's a funny to see him sort of clowning on essentially the successor character. I think that's like so counterintuitive to like <laughs> what this show is trying to do, uh, like how they, how they, you know, ostensibly would be positioning Davis as like he's the, he's the new Ty, he's the new hero, um, and just to have the old hero just show up to like dunk on him. 
Yeah, I find that really confusing. <laughs> he just and, shoves Davis yeah. out of frame, says, I'm still the main character for now, don't you worry, kids. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, yeah, images of Try and Last Evolution Kazuna just fly- floating by the screen. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, I enjoy that. And also, Davis kind of deserves it. But yeah, in the, in the soap, um, I'm glad they don't go down that route because uh, Daisuke doesn't deserve it. Yeah, he's he's the good one. Is there one. any more like? That's my biggest goal in in doing this is I want to convince everyone that Daisuke is in fact a good boy. And anyone who hates Davis only hates Davis. I don't. They don't hate the true Daisuke. I think that's fair. <laughs> fair enough. I think we're convinced already. Do we want to move on to the next episode, episode nine, or is there any yeah, other sure. notes? I've, I've said my piece on this one. I think it's like I said. I think it's the best episode of of Zero Two that we've we've watched so far. Um, yeah, it's fun. Agreed. I like, yeah, I like the characterization a lot in it. Like the fact that it kind of narrows its focus down to Ken and and Davis is, is smart because they are, you know, going to blossom into our principal leads uh, in further arcs in the series. So setting yeah. the groundwork for the relationship, even before you know Ken has his his face turn, is is a good a good idea. Totally. So, so do you want to start with episode nine then? Yeah, go for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so episode 9 starts with the Digidescent, of course, now know Ken's true identity, and Ken essentially decides to run away. He leaves a note for his parents on his computer. That is, that reads uh, something, like, it reads about, let me, I have this. It says, goodbye to all of you, your trivial lives will plague me no longer, my destiny awaits. Which, pretty menacing, and also... Doesn't quite read like a running away note to me. I don't know if that's just me, it's, but uh, it's even more explicit in the Japanese version. Do you want to know what it says in Japan? Let's 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 hear what it says before we continue on, because I'm pretty curious. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like you said, the in the English the English dub is is kind of more like kind of condescending, I guess. Whereas the the note that he has in the sub just says, "There's nothing left for me in this world anymore." Which is like, ooh, that's oh, that's pretty, that's it's pretty raw, and that's yeah, ooh. And his his mom and dad are both speechless. Like they don't say anything to it. They just kind of like start like tearing up. Understandably, like it's it's a lot yeah, more explicit I, what it's supposed to read like in in the in the sub. I feel. Yeah, I'll let you yeah, finish the synopsis I, before we get into <laughs> detail. Of yeah, we've got I thought it was pretty explicit that. what it could be read as, but yeah, uh, Ken is also thinking about a recent interview he had, and about like a news interview, and he is just like, he's not really putting up with it, like he's just being super rude. There's like one of his teachers who comes, and he's just like being harsher and like crueler than ever in that Kenichi Joji fashion. So the idea is that now that they know who Kenichi Joji is, the, the, the Digidestin. They try to track him down and like go and confront him in person. But what happened is because Ken has run away, his parents uh, call the police to report it. And so they come upon his uh, apartment and see them there and realize something's gone on. But Ken has decided to make the digital world his home for good. And so Ken in the digital world is now hunting down... Agumon, our favorite, one of our favorite little partners, uh, the Agumon, not just any Agumon, and he's planning to make him his newest slave in a bid to take over the digital world. So the the Digidestin go into the digital world to try and like find Ken in the digital world while Ken is hunting Agumon. They fight a bunch of Merrimon who they can't seem to beat, and what happens is Greymon is just walking around in a forest. He is taking control of by a dark ring. 
and he is like airlifted by Ken's like platoon of Airdramon to to fight the Digidestined. And uh, he attempts to have Greymon dissolve into Metal Greymon, but instead, because of the uh, the power of maybe it's the power of the the Dark Digivice, maybe it's just the fact that it can't be controlled or something. I'm not sure if it's made explicitly clear. Uh, Greymon Dark Digivolves into Skull Greymon, and the the Dark Ring can't control him properly. He is like running rampant. He absolutely bodies the armored Digimon. He destroys the control spire and he just destroys a squad of Dark Tyranomon that Ken uh, calls in to try and defeat him. And then Agumon ends up uh, or School Raymon ends up running out of energy, turning back into Agumon. But before they can even get him uh, Airdramon, one of the Airdramon grabs Agumon and they escape. And then what they see uh, when they come back Izzy is watching as, like, large areas of the digital world that were under Agumon's, like, territory that he was protecting are now being filled with control spires at, like, a frightening rate. And they learn that, like, oh, something has happened to Agumon. So what could this mean? If he was, like, able to get Agumon, then what does this mean for the rest of our Digimon? And it sort of caps off on that, like, terrifying thought. Yeah. I like this episode uh, quite a lot. There's a real sense of, like... I don't know, like, stakes, I guess? Uh, that's probably the right yeah, word. Yeah, stakes, um, it... urgency, terror are all pretty applicable to this, I think. <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it, it's obviously getting the, like, original... Well, getting any of the Digimon, you know, but especially the original Digimon, like, actively involved in the whole, you know, brainwashing thing is uh, kind of makes it a bit more, like... It's a good way to, like, just sort of force audience engagement, but it does, it does work, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's very... Uh... It's not pleasant seeing Agumon in that sort of uncompromising situation. And I love that they brought back School Greymon in like a way that makes it makes sense. Like it's not just it doesn't just feel like a throwback, which was which was yeah. uh, which was nice. Yeah, so to, to answer your question, Sloan, about like though you're not sure how it uh, you know School Greymon came out, it's a bit unclear because in the Japanese version he like the Digimon Emperor does say that he, he wants to, you know, summon Metal Greymon, but then when he actually gets him, he commands him to, to Dark Evolve, which is the, you know, the terminology that's usually only used for when he becomes Skull Greymon, so I'm not sure if that's just, right. like, a writing mistake or something, but either way, it's mm. it's, it's weird. Oh, also, uh, speaking of Skull Greymon, that is weird, but speaking of Skull Greymon, I don't like the fact that he, like, sort of speaks in this episode. I feel like it takes away a lot of his menace <laughs> that, from, that's like, all his attack thing, names. Surely. Yeah, like in the dub, he's just like he's like, oh, Dark Shaw, and he like like he he doesn't have like that like guttural like roaring menace. I feel like that he had in the the episode of O One he was in. Yeah, yeah, because the episode of O One was like one of the few instances of having like an enemy Digimon just sort of roar, <laughs> which is like basically yeah. just like school Grimon and like Quagamod. Well, get got that like privilege, and and everyone else gets a goofy one liner. Mm-hmm. It's it's um. Yeah, but regardless, I I think it kind of makes up for it because after he, yes, he says like dark shots or whatever, but then he just launches what is basically like feels like a nuke at uh, at the control. Yeah, spire. that was that was kind of horrifying <laughs> Which... imagery. I felt like of the explosion yeah. and the the coloring that the I was like, is this meant to yeah. be like this? Because this feels very blatant. They, they play it for drama in the Japanese version. There's no there's no jokes. There's a really grim music playing. Like it's. 
Oh god. And yes. when, when, like, when Daisuke's standing on the ridge, like, shielding his eyes, he just says, he looks at it and just says, what kind of monster is this? Like, he's, like, legit, like, shaken to his core <laughs> by how powerful this is. Understandably, yeah. because we should pull my just has a nuke on his back. Yeah, and like it's it's yeah it's like a moment because a few a few minutes ago he was being super you know gung ho and and headstrong and yeah. like the fact that it, it, it like humbles him is is a big moment for him. I feel right. Yeah, they they yeah they clearly have no idea about that. It's uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. It's a pretty good moment. And uh, uh, yeah, I don't think it matters too much how it happened because there's like a million, there's like a few different reasons why it could have happened. So you can just sort of, you know, play your own, <laughs> you decide decide for yourself why it happened. You'll be right. You'd be right probably either way. Um, I, f- I feel like there's sort of an important detail, Stone, that you've skipped over in your synopsis of this episode but about the true nature of this episode and what it was really all about. Um, I'm of course talking about the hit video game. Are you going to say what I think you're going to say? Yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I thought I thought like I had actually missed something, and I was kind of like scared, like oh god, what did I miss? And then I realized, oh wait, you're going to talk about Donkey Madness, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad. I'm really glad I said it that way now. <laughs> no, that's your that was your thought process then. Yeah. No. Like what? <laughs> it is really, like, really. Like, so, for some context, for anyone who might have forgotten, um, the, this was this was like a, a line brought up in like the first episode or like the first couple. I can't remember which episode it was exactly, but it was like a one line or like, second. yeah, it was like a one liner of like a video game that someone someone has played. I don't know. It was, it was just like a throwaway like. Davis can play Donkey Madness. Yeah, there, that's it. Yeah, so it was just like a throwaway line of like, hey, video game. Thing, uh, and that's the name they decided to go with for some reason. In this episode, they really just double, triple, quadruple down on like that gag. This I guess? Ki- this change, this change bugs and confuses me because I don't know why they made it. <laughs> it's so weird. So it tell me, tell me, be, it has to be like Fox this, Kids mandates or something. I don't know, like uh, that whole sequence where you've got the interviewer literally whispering in Ken's ear about something. Obviously, he was not whispering to him about the fucking Donkey Madness video game. So, no, not, what not at was all. what was he, what was he talking about? So that that guy is his teacher, and he was also being interviewed because the the reporter asked him, like, if, if you know Ken owes his success to his teaching, and he just he just kind of um, says, "Well, Ken makes our school look so good, so obviously, you know, he's he's our our shining star." And then when when the interviewer leaves, the teacher leans in and says. Say, how would you like a side job tutoring my daughter? I would love to be both the teacher and the father of the smartest students in the prefecture. And then Ken kind of blows him off. That's oh. so weird. It, it's, like, it, yeah, it's weird. You could still have Ken, like, straight up insult him, but be like, aren't you good enough to, like, tutor your daughter or something? Yeah, like, he, he says in the Japanese version, he says it politely, but, like, with a snide tone. And he says, I'm too young and inexperienced to, to tutor someone older than me. Shame, we could have got the Digimon version of Parasite. Uh, but, you know, never mind. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. The, um, but yeah, like, yeah I, don't, the, I don't get why they made the change because like it's 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 a good yeah, moment they, I feel like they, it, they a, saw they, they saw a disposable scene and where they could insert some jokes and they bled it for all it was worth like uh, again it's just it's that's very clearly their approach with this and I feel like the episodes haven't really given them enough of those moments that they can discard for the sake of a joke they've had to just sort of squeeze them in edgeways amongst like other dialogue. But in this, this was a scene which is so like, ultimately, you could consider it to be like uneventful, I suppose. 
that you just can just literally get with, with this running gag about donkey madness and just and just sort of still have the overall idea of this is an, an adult like you know treating ken as his like intellectual superior i guess even though they're talking about a video game like it's just bad and it, it's it's also how tough is donkey madness where you only Ken is able to get past level four. <laughs> it's like the tropical freeze, I guess. You know, it's just, uh, <laughs> it gets pretty tough. Um, Every level is just like the extra world, basically. <laughs> it's just crash four, like level difficulty. <laughs> Fuck my game. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 there's, there's a. It was just so weird because I was watching it the whole time and thinking, "This is this is not this is not what they were saying. This is not what they were saying." Like normally, I have a sense yeah. of like where they obviously made edits, but this was just blatant. So it was just hard yeah, to. Yeah, see, I, I usually watch the dub first for for every time every time I do this every week, like just to because I want I want you know the the nostalgic experience before I get the new experience. Yes, and he, yeah, the entire time I was like, "What is this? Like, this definitely isn't." what he's saying so for the first time i i stopped what i was doing and i, I just watched the sub right away because I, I had to know i just knew i could i could just wait for, for, you, for your uh, explanation of it i mean the original doesn't sound like give... it's particularly gripping or whatever but like it's i don't know maybe they just thought it made him sound like a nerd like but he's also the villain so who cares like, yeah, I will give one credit and only one credit to the dub version of that interview where uh, they talk about like, oh, like genius is like 1% brains, 99% hard work. And Ken said mine's 2%, but the, the delivery is just so good. I was like eating it up like mine's 2%. God, Derek Stephen Prince does such a good yeah, job. That line is great, but unfortunately <laughs> it does wreck a good moment later on. And oh. the, so what, what I mean is that in... In the sub, um, the interview, the only thing Ken says the entire interview is, I guess, over and over again. So, like, he's he's not really into it, like, at, at all. She, the interviewer just asks questions, like, is this true? And then he goes, I guess. And then she goes, how about this? How is this true? And he goes, I guess. And the only time she gets a response is when she says, uh, you know, in America, they let students skip grades if they're um, you know, smart enough. Do you, want, do you ever think about skipping a grade? And all he says is, well, we don't have that system in Japan, so that question's irrelevant. <laughs> And so, later on, <laughs> when he's eating dinner with his parents, like the thing that makes him decide, like it's, his parents are characterized in the, in the sub as being like neglectful, and we'll find out why later. But like they don't really pay any attention to him, despite all of his talents and his you know wonder kid status. They don't really care about him too much. And the moment that all comes to a head is when they're eating dinner, and he asks if they they saw his interview on TV, and his dad goes, "Oh yeah, I loved your line about you know ninety nine percent." Uh, after one percent of smarts, and like that wasn't something that Ken said; that was something a reporter said. So he gets like frustrated, realizing he didn't, didn't even watch it, and goes to his room to you know leave forever. Oh wow! Okay, that's well. Why did they break into even you know like they care enough, I guess, to notice when he hasn't left his room in a while? I'm guessing is, <laughs> yeah. the, is the idea. Yeah, like, at that point, yeah, okay, yeah. fair enough. They're not completely neglectful; they just kind of like not really, not really there in the ways that they should be. Right. I'm gonna guess it's gonna it, make like a really good dynamic between Ken and Daisuke later on, like with how their families have been. Like that just feels pretty. Yeah. Like I, I feel like that's gonna be a thing, and I can't wait to hear about it if that is the case. Well, it could be a thing. At yeah, least. I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll let you know. But I, I do think yeah, it is a bit frustrating. Is that that was a good like subtle moment that they, it's not like you know they don't flash back to you know the interview or whatever. They 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 just you know 
depend on your memory that, oh, no, that, that isn't something that he said, and that's why he looks annoyed and you know, drops his fork instantly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like, in the sort of, sorry, in the dub version, it's, like, clear that, the, that his parents are just, like, you know, extremely loving, and he's just, like, it just sort of further, like, like, gives you the sort of incel Ken in fact I'm just like his family you know he's got all the affection he should he should want or need and he's just lashing out because he's a he's a shit basically and it's that's but that doesn't work for Ken because it's also a character that gets redemption later and um I don't really like those kinds of archetypes eventually getting the same sort of villain redemption arc like, like everyone else does um, I'm looking at you Kylo Ren um, and it just <laughs> it doesn't work for yeah knowing knowing who Ken becomes I don't like that the that I'm watching the show this time around at least and I'm getting those sorts of vibes from Ken because it's just like that's not who Ken is no he's not he's not like just being a dick because he's a dick he's like there are reasons for this I know but they're they're not coming across in this version and no, and yeah, you just you just really sort of cemented that. I mean, he's still a good villain, I think, but uh, yeah, this is just more to do with his transition to, well, hero, I guess. Yeah, yeah but his parents, um, yeah, it's are, are, are pretty funny in the dub. Yeah, it's a little thing, but it, it does bug me. Like it, it's such an easy you know opportunity to explain why he wants to run away, other than just you know, oh, he's a power mad supervillain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yes, I yes, run away. <laughs> That's the, that was the vibe I was getting from that. Was definitely run away. Yeah, not, we'll, we'll, we'll say know, run away to avoid getting something. into like sensitive subject matter. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I wasn't gonna. I, yeah, was, yeah. I, I wasn't gonna. Do, I wasn't gonna say it, but you know, I think you know what I mean. Um, yeah, the, it, it, I definitely got more it, of that vibe. No, <laughs> that's a very much an intentional choice. I feel like the, the vibes are very present. Yeah, yeah, that makes that makes sense. But it's not in the sub. No, yeah, yeah, it's it, not. It, no, it's not in the sub. Okay, no, it, yeah, that's in the sub. Like it, 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 that that's the impression they want you to get based on the fact that his parents read it and then immediately like cover their mouths and look like they're about to cry. Oh, they don't say okay. anything. Right, yeah, okay. they're they're just entirely silent. They don't they don't react to that the message at all, aside from like both Fair. shock and sorrow. Fair enough. That makes right. Okay, so it's not just me reading into it as an adult or whatever. It's it's actually intended, right? Fair okay. enough. That's pretty dark. But yeah. uh, there we go. Huh. Um, I, I do have to say, between the end of last episode where Yoli is like, I hate Ken, he's he's super awful, he's the worst, now he's evil, and now she's back to be like, oh, he may be evil, but he is so hot. And it's just like, like Yoli, like, <laughs> there are more important matters at hand. Yeah, LA is in a number of like uh, very problematic shipping communities. Let's say, like she's <laughs> she's she's a she's she's a Um She's a she's a uh, no. That's oh, that's too far. I am she's yeah. The, I am not touching this subject with a ten foot pole. <laughs> she, she's big, too she's big, far. We're... She's big like Snape fangirl. Don't um, stop this. No, I'm trying to think who else. Um, I know something about Twilight. I, I, I actually know enough about Twilight. Um. <laughs> Uh, she, likes, it, she likes she likes Mimi and Joe. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, but she has good taste, is what you're saying. <laughs> they, no, just... she's 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 a self-insert shipper with her and Mimi, obviously. So they, there we go. Um, 
So you might be surprised to learn that that is not an edition of the dub. That is a faithful translation of, of her, how she acts in the in the Japanese version as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Doesn't surprise me in the slightest because again, we know where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it just feels it just feels so like like whiplash for her to be like, he's so evil, I hate him, and now she's like, oh, but what if I made him good? Yeah, so it's it's, and we it's to the degree of when she when they enter the digital world in this one. Instead of saying her usual catchphrase of, of Digidestin to roll out, she says, Digidestin, let's go get that evil cute guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's, that's actually kind of good. Thought, I thought good. it was pretty funny. I thought it was pretty funny in, in the dub, yeah. yeah the it, it, it is funny. Like, it, it, it's, a, it's a good little character moment. Like, even, even when she knows he's evil, like, she can't deny that he has allure. Yeah. I mean, evil people are hot. That's... <laughs> We've all learned that, no. so... Evil people can be hot. <laughs> I feel like that's that's probably a distinction okay, <laughs> we should, okay, we yes. should make. Because I, people... I can immediately think of several evil people who are not hot. <laughs> so. Well, okay, fictional evil people, which doesn't apply in Yoli's case, have the capacity to be very hot. Let's let's go yeah, with that. Yeah, real life evil people just like toad men. Fair enough. Yeah. Yes, fair enough. Yes, in real life, they... Well, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, so that was fun. I also really like Izzy's plan. Uh, uh, just stepping back a bit here. I really like Izzy's plan of just lying me. Oh, this guy exists in the real world? Uh, let's find him and kick his ass. <laughs> like, he's just, he's just got this kid just, just talking dox him. about finding, finding this kid and just being like, yeah, let's, let's, he was like several years, like a couple of years younger than him at least. And it's just like, yeah, let's go beat the shit out of him. Uh, so, like, that is. Just roll, roll up. He, he never just... says it. He never says it explicitly, but that, that has to be what his intention is. Like, yeah, what are they going to do once they find him? Just tell him off. Cody just rolls up to his house with a kendo sword. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Oh, uh, man. Um, is I mean, he probably like, hey, like, here's my bat. Go on and teach him a lesson. <laughs> I mean, like, the only other thing is, like, are they just going to swat him? Because <laughs> as oh, soon as they get there, there's all the police. It's just, it's just like, Izzy, what did you do? <laughs> I mean, I guess Cody's <laughs> yeah. family is police. He could be calling a favor. I don't know what kind of dark yeah, okay. police secrets he has. Is he a cop? I keep oh, forgetting. No, that. <laughs> no Eeyore I is. I don't like it, but it's it is what it is. Yeah, it is. It is in fact. It, it do be like that sometimes. It yes, it really does. Unfortunately, it do be like that. Yes. Yeah, Paul Cody. Is it is it weird to me that to go forward to the Maramon battle? that, like, first of all, like, they were such idiots, but also, like, shouldn't Tempest Wing have, like, blown them out or something? Like, am I thinking about fire uh, wrong? Like, wouldn't wouldn't the fire, like, just take away all the oxygen and just instantly murder them? I don't Isn't that know. how it works? I think if, uh, no, I think if, like, they, I think if, okay, I think if House Mom made, like, a, like, a tornado around them, then it would have that effect, because I think it sucks the oxygen out. Like, I think if you're in the middle of a tornado, is A, you get swept away, but even if you weren't, it'd be hard to breathe, I think, because of the way the air works. But if you're literally just blowing a gale at them, and, like, it's just a linear gale, I think that would just, like, fan the flames, essentially. Is it, okay, It's kind that's, of like... Uh, probably how, like, forest fires happen and shit like that, you know? It's, it's, it's not, like... Yeah, it's not a good idea. But it's just funny with them just having their flames just sort of hanging out, like just sort of blowing back in the background. It's just like, stop doing that. You're making their flames bigger. And it's like, it looks no, really it's cool. Not, it's, not, it's not really 
a problem. It's just kind of ineffective. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I do find as... it funny that they were just like, they took forever to figure out how to actually land an effective attack against the, against the Merrimon. Yeah, as soon as, as Deus was like, okay, Vimon, time to do your mergers, I'm like, Davis, you're such an idiot. <laughs> you are so yeah, dumb. They need to know their Pokemon like typings because they've got a, they've got a ground Pokemon. Sorry, they've got a ground they've got a ground type right there in Digimon, and they, <laughs> and they leave him till the end. It's like I'm amateurs, amateurs. Honestly, yeah. Uh, yeah, I I did think that was funny, especially since Flamethrower earlier demonstrated expert knowledge of type matchups when he said uh, fire beats ice every single time. <laughs> There you go, there you go. Yeah. He doesn't know his stuff. He's just yeah. He he had a he had a forgetful moment. You know, it, it always happens. Davis is like the equivalent of those those people who just use Charizard to win every battle. Oh no, speedrunners. <laughs> like Skull yeah. Greymon said, meet stealth rocks. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Oh yeah. So their battle was a bit like a bit of a farce, but. Uh, I did, yeah. Then Digimon just drops them immediately into a volcano. I like that they just kind of stood there the whole time and didn't really fight. Like <laughs> the, the battle, yeah. they just kind of didn't do anything. Which and I, I can't believe that we're you know a fifth into this show and and Digimon's still saying the drill of power. Oh, he is right. I was oh, I was being to look for that, and for some reason it just. I think what happened was is that by the time we got to like the third Digiarma Energize scene of this episode, I was just completely like. I, I, my eyes just sort of glazed over after a point because <laughs> holy shit, they, they just they, this was an episode. This is the first episode in a while where it feels like there's just evolution scene after evolution scene after evolution scene, and it's just oh, it's just a, it's just boring. Like I, I don't even. Yeah, it me, was yeah. it was kind of it was kind of rough. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe that's a again. Maybe that's another budget thing, but because this episode didn't look bad by any means, but. I feel like that's a good cost-cutting measure is to insert a few scenes like that and, you know, you can just reuse animations. I don't know. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like that that has merit, especially since, like, the, for lack of a better word, nuke scene later on is very elaborately animated compared to most of the attack effects in this show. So. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's good. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a very, like, well-done scene, like, stylistically or whatever. And, yeah, very much you know, enjoyed that. Yeah, it's it's otherwise just you know fairly f- fairly decent looking episode for the most part. But yeah, those those really stood out. I really also enjoyed um, just a slight moment here. I imagine it's a dub thing, but I really enjoyed when Skull Greymon's on his rampage and you have Pegasus Mon and a Thirty Mon just saying like get out of here, and and they um, they have that moment of just Pegasus Mon just having like the most like out of nowhere sass. <laughs> possible uh just like yes just stand in a good group and make one big target for him to hit that gets out of here <laughs> I just yeah, really that, that was really that. good I, I love i love hearing dave mallow get sassy <laughs> it's it's, it's really always a good it, 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 it reminds me i feel like it harkens yeah. back to the scene I, I always love to talk about where anjuman's about to fight devamon and tk tells him to be careful and he just goes relax i got this <laughs> yeah scrub uh, I really like. Oh wait, sorry. So it's, it's the same voice actor for uh, Angemon and Pegasusmon. Yeah. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, all of, all of his former really? Pokemon have the same voice. Excellent. That doesn't include Patamon, does it? Yeah, uh, Patamon's Laura Summer, and all the other ones are, are Dave Mallow. Right. That's what. I thought. Okay. okay right. Fair enough. I was gonna say that's some really good range if he can also do Patamon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, yeah, there's some good range in the cast, aren't there? Isn't there? Yeah. So I really like that because that's a character I feel like I've not heard to hear much of. I just. I do feel like there's a bit of character missing in like a lot of the 
are the, uh, the like the new Digimon forms that are missing? Because I feel like with the original series, we got a fair bit of it from like Greymon and Kabuterimon had a lot of lines and Togemon and, and such like that. And there seems to be a bit of a like we haven't actually seen that much of the armored ones. I don't know if I don't know if this is me or they just seem to show up and like fight and then that's it. We don't really get any personality from them for I, the I, most part. I think Digmon. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, Digmon's definitely got the most of, of the ones, especially yeah. in the Japanese version where like he's just a big big old goofball. Like, there's a part <laughs> in... Um, it was I forgot to mention it in la- last episode. Or sorry, the, the, the first episode we covered in this this one, um, episode 6. Where... Yeah. Or 7, seven. rather. Where... <laughs> uh, when when Digmon and, and Hulsamon uh, arrive on the, the scene for the first time in the Japanese version... Hulsamon calls out his title, like, you know, he says, Hulsamon, Wings of Love, and then Digmon says, Digmon, belly of food, because he just ate. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That's good. That's a good touch. Yeah, because his, like, line about subways is, like, really sort of only delivered in the the dub version. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I I, I do wish there was a bit more of that, and knowing how they're just going to be discarded in a bit anyway to make way for the, like, the newer form, you know, the champion forms is kind of a shame, but, eh, you know. It is what it is. See, I kind of had the opposite thought. My thought was that, like, I feel like any Digimon who aren't uh, Vmon or like occasionally Gatsumon or Padamon or like the armor forms making their clips, like, I feel like I don't have much from like Armadillomon and Hawkmon so far because they speak so little. But like Vmon speaks a ton. Like Padamon's had moments, Gatamon's had moments. But it's like I kind of want to like get more from like a Hawkmon and Armadillomon, and it just feels weird to me that. They mostly no, speak as their armor forms. Oh, yeah, I, I agree with that as well. Like, Vimon has definitely been had the most like speaking time and sort of time to get his personality across. And Hawkmon felt like Hawkmon felt like he was going to have way more speaking parts at least, you know, when he was first introduced because he made such a strong impression, like in terms of his personality. I mean, you know, say what you want about his personality just being like sort of like snooty british guy or whatever <laughs> like he's he's which is fine <laughs> but like it's not like something he hasn't really said much since then i feel like i feel like i mean we've seen more of his like in training form um which i always forget the name of is that po- is it it's not poyomon is it it's like it's a poromon with an r por- poromon por- por- poromon yeah i feel like we've seen more of poromon than, is uh, uh padamon's uh, baby form that's it. Okay, I've seen obviously more of Poromon and also like Upamon as well, which is uh, Armadillomon's baby baby form. Um, yeah, I, then I we have right, either of those two. Yeah, like there's really not. It, much. It, 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 yeah, there's definitely like the vibe that they they don't really know what to do with these these new ones, and that kind of sucks. Yeah, because we see like we get personalities like from the original eight, eight yes. uh, Digimon right away. Like, even if a lot of them do sort of, like, mirror in some cases, like, Tai and Agumon. But, like, we see, like, stuff like Gabumon, like, like and Matt's Contrast, and, like, same with Joe and Gomamon. But we don't have much of that yet, and I want to see, like, how these Digimon yeah. are with their partners, because that's such an enjoyable part. Yeah, they, they, I feel like they need more time to, like, spend, like, individual time with, like, Yoli and Cody. Like, I mean, Yoli and Cody's, like, first... Like they 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 get seem to get like character development as like a team. Um, obviously you had the last uh, we covered this last episode of the podcast where we had Yoli and Cody. You know, get their own separate episodes with like you know, but even then like Cody was sharing time. With Joe Yoli was sharing time with Mimi. You know, you didn't get to really learn that much about Hawkmon or like Armadillomon because they were spending. T- it was the, it was the like the new kids. Well, in time the, with the old kids. sub, we got some Armadillomon stuff. Oh uh, yeah, we did. We did. We got we got Armadillomon 
content. Yes, we did. Yes, so <laughs> there is that. Um, but and uh, uh, the personalities make an immediate strong impression. Like you have Hawkman as sort of like the sort of snootier, kookier guy, like Digimon, and then you've got Armadillomon, who's way more laid back and has that very sort of like you know southern drawl, and and that's great. But he's not. Then they just sort of vanish. Like you, you know what kind of characters they're gonna be, but then they just kind of don't really do much. <laughs> and so I feel like you have. To, I feel like this is a problem with the show. Like they shrank down the main cast, and that auto that should give them more time to, you know, flesh them out and so on. But then they spend so much time with the older cast, and also you've got the Digimon Emperor who gets so much screen time. Uh, I, well, Ken. Who gets so much screen time, which isn't a bad thing because Ken's great. I, there's just, yeah. you know, there's just a lot going on. And also, and also, you've got oh, TK yeah. and Kari, who are like established characters for the most part. And although even then, like new TK, I don't think gets that much fleshed out because he is a very different character to what he was in the original. Yeah, yeah, we'll, I, we'll get that I pretty soon. I think it, it feels like they're they're too afraid to let go of the cast that was so popular in the first season. But at the detriment of the new characters. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Like, I, I feel like that. they could have done the balancing act better because in the first series, with some exceptions, um, Sora mainly, um, they, they, they were pretty good with balancing this large cast of characters. But even though, like, they've, they've essentially cut off some parts of those, like, you know, we're not seeing so much of Sora or Joe or Mimi. Um, it's mainly focused on Ty, Matt, and Izzy, really, from the original crew. And also TK and Kari. Like, they're still spending a lot more time yeah. on, like, establishing, like, teenage Matt and teenage Ty as much as they are establishing Davis and Vimon and so on. And, and you can't really do that. You have to focus on the new stuff if you want it to be meaningful. So, yeah. It's a bit of a imbalance. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. It, so far. It's, it's, it sucks, but I feel like. That's kind of one of the core issues with with Zero Two. Why it unfortunately never manages to make the same impression that Adventure takes. I'm not like I'm not gonna say it's necessarily worse than Adventure because I, I haven't rewatched it as recently. So you know, recency bias was obviously a thing and whatever. But yeah. um, yeah, it just doesn't seem as like it's the one I have fewer memories of. I think between the two, and I feel like part of that is because yeah, like the the new cast doesn't get as much characterization like they don't get as many you know definitive moments exactly yeah I, I, like i feel like we had some episodes which spent like like i say a fair amount of a, you know we had six episodes essentially to sort of like properly introduce to the new cast and like new sort of the conflict and so on whilst at the same time it's reintroducing the old cast it's it's having to introduce all these digimon it's having to like it's trying to make these character dy- dynamics between like the old and new cast at the same time. And now in these episodes, we've moved on into full time. Like let's talk about Ken territory. Like th- that's these, these three episodes are about for the most part. Uh, well, ep- no, not episode seven, to be honest, that, that, that's more of a, you know, like a one-off sort of filler episode. The last two episodes of eight, eight and nine are Ken episodes, like primarily. So yeah, you've just sort of moved on past the, like, the cast you've just introduced <laughs> to focus solely on, you know, this other character. And, 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 you know, it pays off well for Ken, but it doesn't really, you know, it's at the detriment of the other characters who never really get to, you know, catch up, as it were. Yeah, and that's kind of reflected by all of them, you know, not only getting less interesting uh, ultimates, but getting no megas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you you kind of have a situation where 
I feel like they continue sort of to focus a bit more, a bit too much on the villain side of things because, like, you have like Black War Greymon possibly getting more character development than, say, you know, <laughs> like Cody, for example. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> um, and maybe maybe I'm over exaggerating, and I just don't remember that quite as much as well as I think I do, but. It's, like, it's funny you should mention that because they, they actually have linked character development. <laughs> like, Cody's character development is tied to Black War Greymon in a weird way. Okay. I, 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 I sort of remember some moments, but I also get what you I'll mean. Look of, like, to Black War Greymon becomes such a huge part and, like, his sort of arc is so major, but at the same time, you're barely seeing anything of these new characters yeah. who yes. are such a big part of the series, even if they don't show up as much, like, later on. Like, we still we don't have them as much in L.E.K., but they're still there, and, like, that's a... There were parents in a L.E.K. shame that we don't have... Yeah, yeah, there, there were parents in L.E.K. is, like, so, like, much of a sign of, like, what, what their role what their role eventually fits ends up being in the show, because uh, of the series, because of their limited character development. Like, they show up in L.E.K., and it's nice, and it's great, and I think tries partially to blame for that, but they, they're, like, the, they're like the B-team, and... That's exactly what it is. They're like on the bench, as it were. Like you know, when all the yeah when the stuff is happening at the end of Lek. Sorry, I was about to jump into spoilers. Then they are you know there to sort of like scrap with the Digimon towards the end, and like you know, but other than that, they're just sort of shooting the breeze and living their lives. And you know, they are they seem fairly carefree and easygoing, and that is that's because they haven't really had as much like meaningful conflict i think like they certainly do have conflict throughout the series but it's more of like a fighting for action to sake rather than like character development sake if that makes sense so that's kind yeah, of yeah i know what you mean and i think that's i think yeah. that's what we've seen so far the exception of episode eight which again i think was a very good like actual sort of dramatic episode which i which i really liked yeah but yeah but yeah this episode overall i, I thought was i thought was uh was, was still a pretty good episode yeah, man, yeah like, still, I think good, still good episodes. I, I think we, we can all agree this is the best stretch of episodes we've had so far. Like, I feel like the the show is finally hitting its stride, so to speak. Yeah. Oh, agreed. Yep. Yep. The time the show is spent with the Digimon Emperor and Ken is is just time well spent. And uh, yeah, we're getting into like I said, we're getting into the stride of that of that time. Mm-hmm. And like, I I wonder if you could like kind of remaster this show in such a way that made it less episodic i guess like you cut out some of the episodes that are just there to establish you know we need to destroy x control spire or whatever um like maybe cut out some of the stuff with the older digidescent so that the new kids get more time to shine it'd be pretty easy yeah. to just like make a, a re like a re-edit of the show that keeps the focus on them i feel yeah i yeah. think this show would definitely benefit from like a not necessarily a redo, or maybe necessarily a redo uh, as we go further along. Who knows? I could change my mind, but like just something to add more from yeah, what we're missing like, in not, major parts. Even like not even just like a, a complete redo, more like a you know like a Dragon Ball Z Kai. How like they didn't add anything; they just kind of re-edited it to make it flow better. Yeah, that show had a problem of having too much. <laughs> like I think <laughs> I feel like this show maybe could have had like it just needs more, but like it more. I mean areas you know like that it doesn't already have yeah that the character development yeah. and stuff like that like yeah um it does spend a fair bit of time on like you know like after this episode eight's whole first half is like a real world thing like a, the, the soccer match going on but it's again it's all focused on davis and ken so we just need more of that but for like for yole and cody and 
and, and things like that. And again, I've, I've said before that I think the show would have benefited from just being like having TK as the main character or TK and Kari in like the shared lead roles and then, you know, just yeah. sizing Davis completely. <laughs> but, um, but you know, that's uh, they, they didn't do that. So based on what they already had, that those are the kinds of tweaks that I would have liked to to have seen. Um, and yeah, maybe maybe you don't need to have like Mimi flying in from America. Sorry, sorry, slow. But, like, I don't know. I think that you that do. Adds to any, I, think, any... I think you. Do. I mean, technically, you could just have them meet in the digital world. So I mean, you're right. She doesn't need to spend yeah, a lot of you, money. But you, you you could do, yeah. But like, that's not really what I meant. <laughs> I, mean, I, you know, I know. I could do the I, same I thing for Joe. Don't like, I don't think Joe needs to walk down the street <laughs> and see them either. Like, he he can just you know be left out of it. So. Yeah, I liked what they went for, but it's, yeah. So, anyone have any last thoughts on this episode before we wrap things up? I, I'm good. No, I don't think so. Yeah, it, it's a good app. Um, like I said, a few of the changes bum me out, but overall, like, I like Dubken enough that I think that this episode's really enjoyable in both languages. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Was, and also, yeah. I, I, Dubken I, is one great. Of the yeah, absolutely. One other thing I just want to mention is uh, this is obviously the ending of this one with they lose, essentially. Like, I always like a god like heroes lose, like, definitively. Like, mm-hmm. yes. Agreed. Yeah, he still managed to, like, kidnap Agumon and get the hell out of there and then put up, like, a million more control spires. So, yeah, he definitively won, even if he wasn't able to, like, do the Digivolution properly. So. Yeah, his he accomplished his, his primary goal of, of kidnapping him. Like the you know the skull gray one thing was basically just like a test drive. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes, yes. Especially because he you know his episode eight didn't really work out for him with him eventually revealing his identity <laughs> and not getting Davis to submit to him or, or what have you. So it's yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I like I like those episodes. Um, so I'm enjoying I'm enjoying this. Agreed for now. <laughs> all right. So yeah, I guess that's that's all for. For this week, then, like I was before, a great couple of episodes. Um, if I were to try to get someone into this show, like to convince them that it's not as bad as they've heard, I think these two are like specifically eight and nine are the two that I would I would show to them. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a great little set to be like, hey, here is sort of the crux of this, and and look how like it is. It holds up very well. So agree. Mm-hmm. Do we? Should we get have... on to uh, reader mail? Uh, we actually didn't have any reader mail this week, unfortunately. Um, we I've, I've been slipping on, you know, pressuring people to, to send them in, but between <laughs> our, our multiple episodes that we've done recently, there hasn't been a, a lot of time for reminders for engagement, I guess. But if yeah. you do have any emails to send us, you can send them to diginovacast at gmail.com. That's D-I-G-I-Novacast at gmail.com. We love getting mail we love reading mail it's like one of our favorite parts of, of doing this show so if you've got any for next week make sure you send it in when you hear this and we will read it and uh, let you know what we think yeah, yeah uh, it, it really is such a such a I don't, it means a lot to us whenever we get mail and uh, we appreciate everything we received before we'll appreciate everything we may receive in the future so uh yeah send yeah, it in definitely. because we love yeah. hearing what you think and we love bouncing off all of your ideas yeah, any 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 questions you've got? There there are no there are no stupid questions. So please please feel free to email. There are only stupid you, answers, and we're the us. ones who are saying it. So don't worry. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. So Sloan, where can we find you if we want to? We want to follow you outside the show. Oh, are, are we going with me first this week? Let's go, let's go with you first. Yeah, well, you, you deserve. Okay, you put, well, put so much hard work in on the show lately that you deserve. Oh, the, thank you. The primary shout out. 
Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, I you can find me at Slim Rosette. I have not been doing much. I've uh, I did a lot of editing, so I haven't been able to like chill as much. I did get started on Super Mario Galaxy. That game holds up in the beginning extremely well, and I've been enjoying it. Even uh, like the like the um the the squid racing or the ray racing wasn't that bad. Uh, <laughs> the ray I'm really racing, enjoying Mario the, Galaxy. The ray racing is good. The ball rolling is not. Like, okay, I feel like that's my judgment. Was, was rough. I did not <laughs> yeah, like the that. Ball that, was, that was like the only sucks. low point of Mario Galaxy so far. I'm about like 15 stars in. I'm really enjoying that. I got to Ascension 20 on uh, Silent for Slate Aspire. So nice. I have everyone on Slate, uh, Ascension 20 and I have beaten it with two people. So you know what? I am very close to my goal and I, I can feel it in reach. That's excellent. Fun Good, fact. Job. Good job. Fun fact. Uh, and, fun fact. Um, uh, Slay the Spire was uh, a suggested title for last week's episode um, before uh, before we actually recorded it, and uh, Sloan hit us with uh, all the all the all the truth bombs about. Uh, um, yeah, so you know, just a fun fact there. So yeah, we, I was like, well, oh, we, we should call just, it Slay the Spire. Let everyone know we we made the executive decision not to name an episode that mentions nine eleven <laughs> Slay the Spire. <laughs> Please give uh, us, please give us a pat on the back for that very tough decision. Yeah, as soon as soon as that was vetoed at the end, I was like, I get it, I get it. Um, yeah, that was a very uh, wise call on our part. I, w- I should say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and but do you, have you beaten that, that game? Have you beaten that game? I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, is it just never ending? Because you Which seem game? to have been playing it. Uh, it's, so, ne- it's, so never it's never it's ending. It's just a never ending roguelike. So I've been um. But. I just I just keep going and uh, throughout all of the the uh, higher difficulty levels because Ascension is just basically like it adds on a, a, it tacks on a new thing for difficulty each time and twenty is the max where you get two bosses at the end without like healing or anything in between so I'm, I'm almost there it's it's very tough but it is you get a good run and it's very satisfying I had a pretty good run last night and it was it was really good that's awesome but yeah you're on switch that's you're playing on switch right yep playing on switch because that's where I do most of my gaming honestly because it's yeah. so okay, convenient no, just, yeah it, it is just, it is just an excellent it. console for hand- like honestly I, I like playing games on handheld more than I like playing them on on console so the fact that the switch is a console handheld is like perfect for me in particular I'm gonna be <laughs> yeah. honest uh besides mario galaxy the the past few times i played it in uh, this past week and like sort of like at the end of last week that's like the most i've ever used my console in docked i'm not even kidding <laughs> i use it i feel like i'm a 50 50 user i'm one of those people that just uses it like in console mode and in handheld mode like quite often like so, um... so you're 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 the goal you're the target audience yeah, I'm like the I'm like the perfect audience like for for this, and I've even got like a PS4 as well. So I could just literally say Switch is handheld for handheld only because I've got my PS4. It's like no, I just use them on and off. But yeah, you can't you you literally can't like <laughs> um, play Mario Galaxy in handheld unless you just want to have like a subpar experience. So yeah, I, I think yeah. I so I I quickly decided no, I'm gonna play on the TV. It is a little it feels a little less convenient for me because of the way my TV is set up. And then I'm just like, but I I played like about like an hour a night before bed, like the some of the past few nights, mm. and it was nice. It was it was very good. That That's game good. Is, Mario Galaxy is is wonderful. I and... think I think it's still my favorite 3D Mario game. I I haven't replayed it in a long time, but that that or or, or Galaxy Two is I think the most fun I have had with 3D uh-huh. Mario. I'm waiting for 3D World to come out in a, in a few months before I can finally give my like actual proper rankings because that's the only one i haven't played 
Um, but I would say that like it's, yeah, it's also very good. Oh, so it's that's so probably good. Like my, my second favorite. Yeah, so. yeah, Galaxy. I think that might be my favorite. But I'll see how it goes with uh, because I'll this time I'm planning on doing like everything from Mario Galaxy. Update: I did not, in fact, get all the blue coins for Sunshine. I'm a scrub. I couldn't find them I did. all. I didn't care. I had like yeah, hundred, I... like twelve shines at the end, but that was good enough. I used the god. I don't care. No, I, <laughs> I did, but I just didn't. I just didn't know what I had gotten and what I hadn't. And then I had like say like twenty eight blue coins for one. And it's like I can't be bothered to try and find all these. So as soon as I was like, okay, I'm gonna use the god because there's this one and I can't just can't seem to find it. I can't remember what level, but it was like in some really obscure location, and I thought. Oh, well, if they're just going to pull that shit, then I'm just going to use a guide to, like, get most of these. I don't care. I do not care. Like, I'm going to find most of them anyway, because there'll be, like, graffiti on the walls and stuff like that. But if it's just, like, spray this one particular, you know, like, you know, doorknob or whatever, it's like, yeah, F that. I'm just going <laughs> to I'm just gonna find them. I'm just going to use a guide, sod it, and I'm going to cash in all those coins at once. Uh, and I did, and it felt amazing. So, um, yes. I can only Screw imagine. you, Mario Sunshine. I, I beat you properly, 100%. <laughs> Suck it. But yeah, that's that's about it for me. So, uh, Tom, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Twitter even, at CodemanHot. And I, yeah, so I obviously was playing Mario. Now I'm playing Crash Bandicoot 4, which is very good. A very hard game. Um, very punishing. Um, I'm probably going to finish it over the weekend. Looking forward to that. Um, I've also got Hades to start at some points. Um, which I, well, I've been putting off because uh, I don't know, I'm an idiot. I decided to beat Mario Sunshine 100% before starting Hades, so that goes to show you what kind of messed up brain I've got. And, <laughs> and um, you know, just, yeah, otherwise, you know, hanging out, doing what I usually do, trying not to read the news too much, and yeah, close to buying my first like house <laughs> not house but like flat so oh, i'm uh, really <laughs> excited awesome. about that in like yeah i'm like i'm like fairly close it's more of a situation of just making sure i you know buy something that isn't a complete you know dumper in the wrong area or anything like that but um i <laughs> am very fortunate to be able to do that so um i hope i acknowledge my privilege <laughs> just throwing that out there but um yes hopefully it will uh it will go things will go smoothly and uh yeah at some point i'll be able to do this before my yeah before the end of the year fingers fingers crossed um we shall see but yeah that, that Finger, be, we'll keep fingers nice. crossed for you yeah i'll, I'll take my awesome. together just 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 uh to keep hope alive yes <laughs> yes um, uh, um yes uh, we, i think we all deserve some good news so if this has to be if this gets to be my bit of good news then that'll be more than i expected so um so that's that's that for me. Where uh, where can we find you, Scrafty? Uh, I am on Twitter at Scrafty Devil. Uh, currently, it's funny you mentioned Hades because that's what currently got me in its clutches. I nice. generally love uh, roguelikes, but this is this is one of the best roguelikes I've ever, I've ever played. Like, which isn't a surprise considering how good Super Giants games always are. But like, this is a really good roguelike. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm so aside, excited to play it at some point. Yeah, like leaving aside the the characters and um, you know voice acting, which is like great by itself like i'm sure there are people who are oh. who have never played this uh you know this the genre before who are gonna buy it just for the you know the the characters and voice acting and whatnot it's just great in general like it, it's 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 one of the best roguelikes for giving you a sense of progression with each run which is i know a problem that some people have with the genre that turns you off is that it's possible in for some games like i know people have made this complaint about dead cells and uh enter the gungeon which are both games that i love 
but I can't necessarily argue with these arguments that are these issues that um, the games sometimes make you feel like your runs are pointless because you don't unlock anything or like get any tangible progress. So you feel like you just threw yeah. you know half an hour down the pit, uh, slamming your face yeah. against a brick wall. Uh, Hades makes sure that every single run you do, you unlock something. It doesn't matter if it's just okay. like getting more points towards permanent stat upgrades or if it's you know getting additional resources that you can spend on upgrading your weapons or whatever like there's you feel like you gain something every single time you you set out in that game and Mm. the game's plot is designed around like every run you make is canon so like every time you die you actually did die and you're going back to to hades to to recuperate Um, that's really cool that's what excites me yeah absolutely so yeah, there's some really fun interactions. Like every time you die, um, Hypnos, who's the god of sleep, will tell you how you died, and he'll make fun of you for it. Which is <laughs> it's useful because sometimes like the battles can get so chaotic, you legitimately can't tell what killed you. And it's it's funny yeah. because you know you have this smarmy, like high pitched, goofy guy with like a sleep mask on, gloating, like telling you, "Oh, you died to lava. Maybe next time, don't stand on lava." <laughs> or like one time I got killed by a sniper, and he said, "You know." You'd make a less uh, less uh, easy to hit target if you just move it around a little bit more. <laughs> like it's <laughs> that's good. It's it's great. Like yeah. it's it's the game making fun of you, but also giving you like subtle tips at the same time. Yeah, I, I enjoy yeah. that sort of thing. Like I think that like with dead cells, it always because because the whole thing with dead cells is that you get cells as you beat enemies, and then you uh, between levels you have to cash them in. Like you have to spend them on something, uh, but because you're not necessarily unlocking something straight away like you may the next weapon might be 50 cells and you know you you can put like you can put cells towards it you don't need to have 50 cells to get that new weapon and make that available you just have to like over time like put in more and more cells you're you're banking them essentially and that's fine but it, it it doesn't feel particularly like um satisfying to like you know get through a particular sort of level and then just bank load of cells towards an item that you still haven't unlocked yet because you need more to finish the job as it were like it's not i don't know and 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 you it's very easy to like find the story elements of that game like in the first few runs and then not really see anything for that the longest time because you just you know grinding against the game's difficulty so yeah i see that and i'm really glad that hades apparently addresses those sorts of issues and and um and such so and, and yeah, yeah i really enjoyed super I really enjoyed super that satisfying scene, so. the yeah, gameplay I, loop is is really great because even if you die at the end of you know the end of a long run which is usually very demoralizing because you know it, it feels like you threw a bunch of time down the tube um yes it, yeah like you feel like you accomplished something and you feel like yeah. oh you know i died that time but I just unlocked this new weapon, so maybe this new weapon will make it easier for me. And that, that was that was me when I got the shield, because I played with the sword and then the bow first, and both times I was like, yeah, I'm not really sure I like this game. And then I got the shield, and I was like, okay, no, it was just the weapon I didn't like. Okay, that sounds yeah. great. I, I can't wait to get that game at some point. Yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, it's delightful. Like... I, I actually owned it for almost a year on Steam, but didn't touch it because it was an early access. And then it came <laughs> out on, on Switch, and I was like... I think I'll get it on Switch instead. So I still have, I still have it on my Steam library, despite the fact that I've never opened it. Yep, I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to buy roguelikes and anything that isn't Switch. Like I'm, I, the wait for Spelunky two oh, yeah, to I'm, eventually come to Switch is going here to with kill you. me. I've, I've got um, like I think six or seven roguelikes on on my Switch right now. It, it's such a good console for yep. for that genre. Yeah, I've I've got oh, into, the Gungeon, uh, into the Gungeon, Nuclear Throne, Dead Cells, 
ADs, um, probably more, that I, probably a couple more that I haven't remembered. So, uh, and yeah, it's it's fantastic for it. Yeah, uh, 20, 20XX is also a great for like if you like Mega Man X style gameplay. And oh okay. yeah, yeah, I, I did see that. Um, which it, it looks and like two it's steps from Eden cool. plays like Mega Man Battle Network if you like that. <laughs> I've never played those, so it's I remember we'll play those because they're great, and then play that game because it's also great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been wanting to play that one too, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's always something new. There's always something new. I've got like a, a backlog to go through, so um, that'll happen at some point. Worth mentioning, by the way, just because it's relevant to the podcast. I'm not sure if this is just a European thing or not, but there's currently a sale, at least on Switch at the moment, for uh, the Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth like complete edition game so yeah, it goes, uh, i think it goes it's like on sale pretty often but if so. if yeah if if it is on sale make sure you grab it because like it does it does go on for like 40 50 percent every few months but you should play it now <laughs> don't wait a few months play it now let me see <laughs> let me check the uh the, the u.s store yeah but it's nope it's... it is not on sale but it's still worth the price honestly yeah well last time i checked which is like you know, last time I just happened to check the eShop, I think it was yesterday, but that might have changed since then. Who knows? It's the eShop, stuff goes in sale all the time. But either way, that's a good game, and regardless of whether you get it on PC, on PS4, you know, even on Vita, if, you, if you're able to do that somehow, um, then uh, then yeah, it's a good game. So, um, and yes, bring, bring on Survive News. I'm looking forward to that. Soon enough, we'll hear. Yeah. Yes. Uh, thank you, everyone, as always, for, for listening to this podcast. If you've gotten this far, you are a certified true believer, and we love you. We, we really do. <laughs> Next yes. week, we're covering episodes 10 and 11. Again, there's some really like solid two-parters within this series. So we're again, the episode guide might change, and we might switch things up a little bit, despite what we say, but we'll do our best to keep you all updated as it does. But episodes 10 and 11 for next week, and we hope you are excited and ready, because those are some pretty good ones. And uh, I would say this is the Novacast, and we'll uh, see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thanks, everyone.